Happy to be here. Yeah, Griff, thanks for having me, having me man. Uh, chat, uh, good to see you again. I'm 10 Sigma. Um, I am uh, happy to be on the show. And part of my deal is just flying around the verse, making money, spending money. And um, I think that's what we've been talking about today. So happy to jump into it. Happy to talk with the, about the state of the game with the Evictus Week here. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, guys. So happy to jump in. Excited to jump in and talk about it tonight. Over again. Okay, I'm not going to do Tense part. I'm Griffin Gaming. You guys know who I am. Soul Citizens. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Show Me the Money. Okay, that's the abbreviated version. <laughs> Tent, um, yeah. dude, I, what I was saying was for Tent to tell you guys why we are common brothers beyond being brothers. So anyway, let's move on to our next person, which is our good, the, the man who I call the professor, Kimmy65. Kimmy, tell everybody a little bit about you, bro. Now, Kimmy doesn't have audio. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, you just decided to do that. Okay. Look, I'm, a, I'm a passionate gamer. I love uh, what's happening here. But yeah, old school gamer. Um, Sci-fi, it's in our DNA. Uh, love lore, love storytelling. Uh, take me to those faraway worlds. And uh, I'm all about it. But uh, the Star Citizen thing, whatever it is, man, it has pulled us all together. And I just want to give a shout out to the beautiful people in chat. Gas, Colossal, Montoya Tess, Ms. Hearts, Embatted, Old Mad Fat Cat, Pink <laughs> Mike, Pluto Dip Planet, Shiver Battery, Skyro, Space Cloud. Thanks for stopping in, y'all. Let's do this thing, man. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have everybody here. I have to say this before I move on to our next host. Kimmy, you decided to dress down like us. What's what's happening? What happened? <laughs> this is Mr. Star Citizen himself. He must have ran in the house <laughs> and said, I gotta hurry him get behind his camera. I'm used to seeing my brother tricked out. This is this I, this is taking some shock on yeah. me, brother. I'm yeah. this is Everybody messy. has laundry day. Is it laundry day? Laundry okay, day. that's it, Kimmy. It's laundry day, right? That's all it was, now, right? Now this is this is about show me the money, the careers. This oh, is about having those jobs. So okay. I, I'm coming ready for the job and okay. talking about it. So okay. no, no, oh. it's, it's about showing that money all so, right okay uh, old I'm man coming to word yeah coming to word all right old man thanks for following we appreciate it cosmic thank you for following as well and last but not least our good friend mr fast cart fast cart hi i'm fast cart and also it is heck hard to um, follow that follow that all that hype i mean if you ever want a hype man you gotta hire Kevin. You can't get m more hype than that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I'm fast card also known as FC. He's blushing. I love it when he, when he does that. Um, I am potentially a marketeer, someone who manufactures and sells stuff in, 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 in the PU when it, when it, when it gets larger. And I have a bunch of ships. I was became concierge, you know, two years, two years after I first back. And yeah, so yes, show me the money. Let's get started. Yes, that's great. Uh, and by the way, since you just mentioned concierge, uh, Kimmy, are you concierge? That I am, sir. Tenth, uh, tenth are you concierge? <laughs> tenth, are you concierge as well? Oh, yes. Uh, oh, okay. So. I, I, I think it'll be easy to just ask who is it, Carcier? Well, yeah, that that might be true, <laughs> but I didn't know whether or not there were some among us who had not reached that level in the game. So that's the reason why I want to ask. Since our topic is show me the money, well, I just kind of want yeah. to know where everybody's at. I won't ask how much you've spent, but we all know that if you're a concierge, you spent a decent amount. 
in backing Star Citizen. Um, so listen, audience, we need your participation today because we're going to be talking about two subjects. The first subject is going to be with Show Me the Money. Uh, what are ways that people can make UEC money, cash, green stuff, whatever you want to call it, in the game, both currently and in the future? And then the second part of the show is going to be about how people have spent money on Star Citizen. So that's going to be, yeah, really interesting. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's going to be uh, definitely the pitch. So let's let's go ahead and progress on. Um, we're going to be talking about careers. And there are more things that you can do in Star Citizen that's listed here. I've only got nine here because of time. Uh, and if you guys want to suggest any other ones, those of you who are in uh, chat, definitely remind us of any. Uh, but here's some that are listed, and we're going to kind of hit them one by one as we go through. Um, let's hit the very first one because it's pretty popular with a lot of people, especially with the new ship that can't, that's going to be coming out this week, the uh, Cutlass Blue, and that's bounty hunting. Uh, any of you guys interested in that? Have you done it? Not interested? What's the scoop on that one? Fast card saying no, Shimmy saying yes, and Sigma staring. Which yeah, one? Not, not my deal. Not my deal. Not, I, not my deal. I, not your not deal. In that, in that profession. Okay. What? What is it? Is it just that that's just not interested, or hasn't drawn you? Are you curious about it, or what? You know, here's here's the thing, though. Here's the the before we jump into all these careers, the thing that I'll say is that um, they're all interesting. Like I don't see myself not doing any one of them. Like like saying like mm -hmm. absolutely not. Like not going to touch it. Don't want to do it. It's more of like I haven't explored it yet, and my focus. Uh, in the game isn't doesn't have bounty hunting as a priority, right? I'm pretty sure that once the game fleshes out and all these mechanics are in and you have all the careers are rocking, there's, I mean, uh, we're going to be exploring at least in some respects, you know, an aspect of all of these. You know, even if the game introduces you to some missions where you could do certain types of bounty hunting or, you know, the deliveries and mining and all that kind of stuff. So um, that said, I just, it's, it's not my deal now, but, and I don't have anything that kind of lends itself to uh, me doing any bounty hunting right now, but it could be something in the future. Okay. You know? When you saw the Cutlass Blue, did it make you think twice or were you like, nah, still not my thing? I had a Cutlass Blue as part of the, um, uh, the independence pack from last year. Okay. And I melted it. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Fast card. I'm going to go to you before I go to Kimmy because Kimmy's the one yes man in the room. So what about you, Fast card? What about this whole thing with bounty hunting? You're a lover, not a fighter, right? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> you know it. You know, um, like, uh, I took such part of my answer, like exploration. Um, uh, exploration is going to be part of my deal. And, you know, hopefully I'll be able to make money from that. But as far as, for most, as, far as my main goal, it's going to be manufacturing and selling. So okay. Between those two, hopefully I'll be, become a millionaire. Okay. I mean, I've done it in other games. Um, I probably, I probably, you know, each game is different. Like, it was really hard to, to do it in, in EVE Online, okay. especially when yeah. you're trying to um, be self-sustained by, by game time co code within the game. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about this, that, and so I said, I hope you just able to, you know, take my bang, make money as, um, <laughs> as, as you said. Okay, cool. All right, Kimmy. But as far as bounty hunting oh, go, oh. yeah, that's not my thing. Okay. Um, I cut this and the Drake. I've, 
it's not that I hate Drake or you know dislike Drake. It's just that it's it's my it's not my it's not one of my favorite shit or favorite manufacturer. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm, let me sort of throw mine in real quick, Kimmy. I'm not a big person on bounty hunting. I think it's very intriguing. I think it's very cool. And I was a little tempted. One of the first ships I bought when I got in the game was the Avenger. And for you guys that remember back in the day before we had the variants, the original Avenger had jail cells in it. And so mm -hmm. I kind of thought maybe that would be something I'd be interested in. But they also were talking about modularity at that time of the Avenger. Um, I, I was interested to see what it looked like, especially after the red came out, because I liked what they did with the red. Uh, when I saw the blue, I said, wow, it looks nice. Great visibility. The chambers, the whole idea of imprisonment looks very cool. Um, but it's still not the thing I think I want to get into. Not to that level, you know, where I'm committed. I might help somebody else go after somebody, but do I want to be the one who's loading up five, six, seven bodies? And I think I got a little bit more intrigued after The Mandalorian came out, too. You know, you kind of see in that <laughs> series this dynamic of bounty hunting. And I was like, hey, he's got him in Carbonite. That's pretty cool, you know. But as, as, as intriguing as it is, it, it's not my gameplay. I remember uh, one of my buddies, Cosmic, and I think some of you guys who bought in early on the Cutlass Blue might remember, there were premiums that they gave out with the Cutlass Blue. One was a stun baton, and the other one was oh, handcuffs. Yeah. Uh, you could only oh, wow. get that in the early days. And I, I, maybe if you go on eBay or something, somebody's selling them. But I'm sure they're extremely valuable right now because they've never offered them again since the original sale. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Kinky, you're right, Pluto. <laughs> all right, uh, Kimmy. I, I have to allow that. That didn't go through. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, oh it went through. That's, uh, Kinky was not bad. All right, uh, Kimmy, give us some thoughts, man, on bounty hunting, dude. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, the premise of bounty hunting and the fact that Chris mentioned, what you, you mentioned, uh, Griffin, was that uh, the Mandalorian really put bounty hunting into perspective. And even though we knew what that was with um, the, the old Star Wars series with Boba Fett, we knew, we kind of had a feeling of that, what that was like. And, um, and I think the approach and, and why people are kind of bowing out of bounty hunting is that they kind of look at it as a one-dimensional thing to say, I'm not going to do that at all. But when you layer all these different uh, careers, uh, it's one of those things where once you've established or you set yourself up uh, financially and you're in a good place, this is one of those risk-reward type of bound, uh, careers you can try knowing that you you've set yourself up pretty nicely so it's it's a little change of pace of just you know mm -hmm. doing the day-to-day -day things just to keep your bottom line up mm -hmm. so that's my premise that's why i want to get into it is that everything is taken care of uh i'm looking good on in regards to uh uh finances mm -hmm. and then i want to delve into it but here's the other here's the other levels of, of bounty hunting you don't have to do it by yourself. True. You can you can you can crew up as they've shown uh, as of late. Sig has shown that uh, cooperative gameplay is 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 really key to this this game in itself. So I don't intend to do bounty hunting solo, mm -hmm. especially if it's it's it gets to the point where you have to track down and hunt down uh, other uh, actual people in game, not mm -hmm. NPCs. And so it's it's a risk reward, and if you're if if you're set pretty nice financially, it's worth taking the risk on and and a chance to change pace on things. So I definitely and as you said, Griff, um, 
Mandalorian has really changed the whole uh, landscape of what bounty hunting can truly be, mm -hmm. uh, especially if they really flesh it out correctly. You can yeah. pretty much hunt down people for days, if not weeks, yeah. trying to, you know, get them and capture them. And and you open up the advent of not, uh, like, they, like the Mandalorian said, uh, you can bring them in uh, warm or cold. Right. So in right. that aspect, you can you don't have to kill them you can capture them right and you don't have to do it by yourself so that's something to consider right there and, and thanks for mentioning that because i really didn't think about a group aspect of that and one of the things that star citizen will provide which we know already is plenty of bad guys right i mean a lot of times it's focused around npcs yeah. Yeah. but kimmy i didn't think about the fact that the level of gameplay is going to change dramatically when we're much more in pursuit of human players right as the universe expands, the systems expand. I mean, right now, I feel like there's hiding places all over. If I had to go look for somebody, I think I'd be frustrated. I mean, if somebody's in a cave or something, but I can't imagine what happens when you've got three or four systems with multiple planets, multiple moons, you know, and yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how they develop this mechanic of tracking people. Cause as you mentioned in Mandalorian, they've got this thing with trackers, yes. but it's gotta be something that's gonna be a little bit more specific to people who literally wanna be bounty hunters versus people who just happen to run across a bad guy because they see a red dot on the screen. You know what I mean? Um, yes. The other thing, some of you guys, and for those of you who are in chat, you may want to toss some ideas on this. Uh, I was talking with Colossal about this earlier, and it's the question of how do we start dealing with restraint? Old man asked the question and said, is there going to be more form of non-lethal takedowns? Because at some point, we just saw last week, they showed how they're doing body dragging, but there is this question of how do you get them to your ship? How do you get them inside of the... Um, you know, the, the, the tube, the prison thing, what is the it called? Cells. The set, the holding cells. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things Colossal also showed me was that uh, the cells are blue and red. And evidently when they're red, they're in like the transition or sleep mode or when they're being incarcerated. And then when it's blue, they're considered active. So there's like this lighting system that's inside to let you know the status of the person that Real you're quick. traveling with. Yeah, fast card. Interesting. Quick, I hope they have other, other, other ways of indicating which was what, because there are people who are blue at colorblind. Yeah. something for them. Yeah, and that's an issue in general because one of our friends, Standard Dev, deals with that with just the HUD, you know, with, and, and that's why they're hoping right. that eventually, I don't know how the sales will be, but I know that they want to start being able to allow us to, you know, deal with the HUD and put in certain colors and everything. Chain Dragon, thanks for stopping by, man. Good to see you. Um, let me ask one more question about bounty hunting, and then we'll move on to the next subject. Is the Cutlass Blue a challenge to those who bought the Hawk? Any feelings on that? It's cooperative. <laughs> so you yeah. think the Blue becomes cooperative, cooperative and maybe, maybe the Hawk is single person kind of thing? Space Clown, good to see you, bro. It's all about Thanks your flavor. For and if you're if you're adept, if you're skilled enough to be that one guy who's really a gal. Let me get it straight. Guy or gal yeah. who's really adept at FPS Lady and Space really uh, hands-on and great with those that skill set, mm -hmm. you can do it single mm -hmm. or you can do it as a group. Is there it's a pro choice. or con because the Hawk only has one seat for right. you know restraining somebody? And and I mean right. and don't get me wrong, I the Hawk, from my understanding, people who flew the Hawk love flying that ship. They say it's very maneuverable. The only thing they've looked at is that it only holds. That's the only negative I've heard about it is it holds one person, right? But right. both yeah. ships have the EMP built into them. Uh, they're both designed for bounty hunting. So you think maybe that solo person may take a Hawk? Is that maybe the idea? Because the Hawk is actually cheaper than the Cutlass Blue too, if I'm not mistaken, yes. guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can go it as a group. Yeah, or I see it. 
two hawks yeah, and several I see it as a blues. situation where uh, you might have a hawk. Yeah, like kind of like what you're saying, Kimmy. Like you might have the the blue as kind of like a you know if you're if you're a squad, you know you think about dog the bounty hunter and that kind of deal, right? If you're oh, a good, squad, good. you might have like the blue be like that hub, right? Like that's where everyone. And then you have these follow-on vehicles like the hawk or anything else they might release that's kind of bounty hunting related. And you yes. guys are just patrolling in a way, you know, because you might have a situation where you want to, you know, if you have a very, think about it, like if you have a very high value target, um, you might just want to throw them in the back of a hawk, a single, a mm -hmm. single cell uh, vehicle. And, you know, or if you have, you have two high value targets, you don't want them anywhere, you know, kind of going into a, a blue together or being close in proximity that way. You just put them in two separate vehicles mm. and just call it, you know, uh, a day that way. So I think that, you know, the solo bounty hunter might start with a hawk mm -hmm. um, and upgrade to a blue, but there's yeah. always room for a uh, entrepreneurial type to kind of set a fleet around. Uh, or a small squadron around the having the blue and the hawk in the in their in their thing. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I'm looking at. It. I think it's pretty cool though. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Raytheon, thanks for word, the follow. The key word that you said, tenth, is is really important. Uh, a high value uh, target or uh, key value personnel mm -hmm. that's being hunted. You, you would think that they're going to have an entourage with them to protect them, or they're going to they're going to uh, travel uh, in a group. Because they know that they're hunted, they mm. know that they're they're being they're going to be hunted down, and so they're strength in numbers. Yep, so yep. that cutty blue can be a body stacker. Yeah. And to your point, Boogie Hauser, <laughs> thank you oh, for following. Uh, to your <laughs> point, I think you mentioned a point there. I wasn't thinking about too, Kimmy, and that's the fact that where the hawk is that single player ship, the Cutlass Blue definitely is multiplayer. Is, is designed to be multiple people on it. So that, that's a great good way to distinguish those two. Let's move on to the next subject because we've got, like I said, eight more to go. Uh, okay. Repair. Uh, my good friend Red Red uh, Wolf has been desperately waiting on his crucible, wanting to do oh, yeah. repairs, right? Um, but we also know that for repairs, there's a lot of mechanics involved with that. Um, a lot of things have got to stay. We've got to have salvage. We've got to be able to, you know, take resources and minerals. They got to be able to be purchasable. And we'll see this in, when we talk about the pioneer as well. Um, what do you guys think about the crucible repair? What's the other one? Is it the vulture? No, not the vulture. The, the, Vulcan. Uh, the, the Vulcan. Vulcan. Thank you. Yep. The Vulcan. Vulcan. Yeah. yeah. How important will repair be in the game? And how do you think people can make money doing repair? I think in, 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 a, in the fleet, fleet operation, that'd be really important. Like, to get, like maybe yeah. three or three or more people. Like, well, you have like you know ten people. You have, you have more than one repair vehicle. That would be real important. Like, it's, it's like I'm imagining that at the, at, the, at the end of beta, there's supposed to be a operation called Operation Pitchfork. Mm -hmm. And um, so like in Operation Pitchfork, a whole lot of people are going to get blown up. <laughs> both sides, the, um, yeah. the, you know, against the enemy and and and, and us. So having a repair, uh, uh, like a uh, logistics side for repairing and stuff like that, is going to be really crucial in, in that operation. So yeah, it's like, I mean, for for making money, uh, in the PU, I can see like people putting around and in, in, in certain systems and certain maybe safe system unless you have a unless you have a fleet uh, guard escort or something like that may want to rent out into pirate pirate systems 
pilots. That's why pilots is going to be very important too because you can't go to a safe system. So you got to have a, a buddy, a pilot buddy to, who, who, who can help you out. So uh, mm -hmm. that'd be really crucial. Good point. Yes. Good point. Yeah. I mean, it's this like this. If you're if you're that as as Fastcart said, it's about cost. It's it's about if you are that survivor of a, of an attack, or or if, even if you were the aggressor. At the end of the day, if you need repairs, and we're talking about uh, not having to go to another location or not being able to get to that location to do repair. You can send out a, a distress call or a, a mission giver to say, hey, I'm in need of repair. And the one of the most uh, cool, coolest things about the Crucible is the fact that they said this themselves. SIG has said this, that based upon that particular ship, the repair mechanic will have that ship in better condition than it's coming off the showroom floor from the manufacturer. What's not to like about that? And especially you're talking about competition and other crucibles out there that maybe or possibly could offer a, a price for their services. Uh, you would imagine uh, even still you have that reputation system of, you know, you get a five out of five star of your repairs. And it's going to, of course, it, it will be uh, at a higher price. Whereas you say, well, I just have the port side of my ship, left side of my ship mostly damaged. Uh, I'll call somebody who's maybe three and a half, four stars, and I can make some savings on my bottom line. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it prevents you, well, it helps you. And if you're not able to travel to those ports to get those types of repairs, someone can be Johnny on the spot and help you out. But I love the Crucible, man. I, I cannot wait for that ship. Uh, I, I kind of see myself wanting to get one. Uh, I, unfortunately, I was not able to get one at the time, but it is um, based upon the size of your ship. You can have a better ship when it's all said and done with the Crucible. Well, by the way, it's on sale now, Kimmy. So feel free to take your credit card out and yeah, purchase one. Say, it's, it's yeah, I, was gonna, I, I was just about to look it up. It's, it's like, available. Yeah. 350 I, at your Anvil store right now. Show so me the free. money. There Show you go. Me the money. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think you, know, you guys pounced. I'm I think that. Um, so I, I have a crucible and the one thing that I was interested in doing with it, um, was being able to, uh, service, uh, vehicles, uh, ships yeah. and vehicles, um, in the sense kind of what you were saying, Kimmy, like, you know, if you are, you know, it, again, if you're, I, I get, I, I should kind of preface my view of the careers is they all allow for some entrepreneurial spirit, right? Like <laughs> yes. you could do a lot with just one career kind of sprawling out and doing what you know the best. making some money yeah being the best so think about it like you know i'm an origin guy um but you can quickly gain a reputation let's say you know um you know your your 890 needs parts or some kind of service you know and you could quickly become the you know a authorized servicer or you know um somebody who can you know i, I service high-end luxury ships and come to me if you want the four to five star service with the deal blah 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 yada yada and so um i think what's cool about it is it can play both sides i mean we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later but think about the crucible in the front end servicing vehicles and ships and you know doing it right but on the back end being a kind of chop shop if you know <laughs> if you know the the owner you know the right thing to do you can you can change yeah. the tags of some of these ships you know get some of these guys out of trouble for a little bit of a premium you know so mm. um i think it's super 
awesome how you know some of these the, to have a repair ship means more than just oh i'll just you know call the you know the 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 space you know triple a yeah. or you know yeah. and they'll come and kind of pick it up <laughs> yeah. and you know do my deal like i can actually set up something where um i'm actually being able to supply um different areas different systems mm -hmm. with support services you know so you kind of i kind of see it as again you know you talk about the hawk and the drake or the hawk and the um the cutlass blue uh you kind of think about the the vulcan and the crucible you right know, just right. kind of making that you know solo ship big operation ship and making it uh you know uh, work for you in that regard for repair and kind of refueling and whatnot yeah. the vulcan but mainly repair at this point and thank you for mentioning that because boogie yeah. was asking about will they be able to do refueling and yes to, to answer that question we know that the vulcan will have drones that can do refuel and repair and restock uh, the Crucible yes. will have to get more details on because it's been mostly focused on from the repair aspect. So we'll have to see what happens with that particular ship. But as you mentioned, these are careers that people can, can first of all, in an org, an org's going to need this career, right? Oh, yeah. Because they wanna, because obviously the resources that are brought in are going to be used to turn right back around <clears throat> and hopefully help do maintenance and repair and whatever else is needed. Um, and there's another ship that we would include in here with this area of repair, and that's probably the Argo SRV, because that vehicle, the tow truck, right, is the one that's going to be retrieving ships and bringing them in yeah. to a crucible. Yes. If a Vulcan, for example, can't be reached to get to it, so these all right. these ships are going to play together and have a role together in the game. Yeah. So anyway, I want to skip on, guys. I know we got more to say about it, but I want to I'm going to keep going here. Medical, real popular with a lot of people. Uh, Cutlass Red came out last season. Uh, uh, people got really excited about the ship. Uh, we talked about the pros and cons of the ship. Uh, the fact that it has the medical bed in it. A lot of folks have been using it as a respawn point. We will mm -hmm. say this again for those of you who don't know, that that is only for now. <laughs> it will yeah. not be a respawning yes. point later. So don't yes. get upset later when CIG changes that bed into <laughs> a level one bed and you can no longer respawn in it. It is intended to heal minor wounds. It's supposed to be an ambulance. It's an right. ambulance. The Apollo, yes. which was on sale yesterday, is more of a triage, right. higher level, uh, beyond just you hurting yourself, but to keep you alive and sustain you. And then ultimately we get to go into the hospital or the Endeavor, endeavor. whatever, the Endeavor, right? And we get into right. the higher level thing where you can actually respawn if you die. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, uh, on the Apollo, you can swap out three of the beds to get a bed that will fully heal you. If I remember correct, okay. anybody in the right. chat remember that, I'm pretty sure I remember them saying, that on that particular ship you have to lose because there's six beds on the apollo you got to lose three mm -hmm. of them in order to get that one bed that will that will actually respawn you okay so let's All talk right. about medical guys how important is medical go ahead fast cart jump in i was just gonna say but girlfriend it, it's unfair to tell people not not to get that when something happens because oh, I, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, how, how people are, are, are going are, are going to you know get all that stuff people yeah, in star citizen never get upset when things changes you're absolutely right fast card that was totally <laughs> my mistake uh fast card give some thoughts about uh medical what do you think as far as how can be in gameplay how can people make money doing that Medic, medic, <laughs> I'm only here. No, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be very profitable. I mean, like again, this is another logistics thing. 
But if, if this is also for an FPS or a ship, so you can do both if you, if you really want to. Yeah. Did but you read, read Montoya's comment, uh, Fast Cart, down there? Say it again? Read Montoya's comment. <clears throat> I don't believe in medicals. I think players have just pulled themselves up by the bootstraps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one alone. <laughs> my, 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 my Who are you going to say? Yep. <laughs> but um, so yeah, for, for like FPS or or, or sit combat for FPS, you're, you're like you have a squad, have a two, one or two medical guys, medical people in there to to heal up people and you know continue on in, in business. Like um, I was telling, talking to um. VTM vampire masquerade people on on on, on Shiver's channel on Wednesday. How maybe you could they could emulate the, the Trinity, have a tank, DPS, and healer for for, for more the darkness. You could definitely have something like that in Sean Shiver's mm -hmm. Um Good point. I, I'm not sure how, how many is it. Well, you can make you can make your own squad, like the four people or more, and have as many arm DPS or healers or things as you need. So <clears> that would be interesting. As far as making money. You could charge for your services. It depends on where you are, though. Like if you are, you know, if you're on a planet or something like that, mm -hmm. where there's no one around, injured somehow, you can you can put out a call. You can do it, definitely do it and chat. But I mean, like if you want to role play it, you can you can also do it that way. Mm -hmm. But um, for ships and stuff like that, you, you, you can bring bring a couple of red and you can body drag them to, 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 to back, back back to the back to the cut the thread. And heal them that way. So, okay. yeah, I, um, you can make that uh, a lot of possibilities. Right? <clears throat> Any of Colossal asks a question here. He says, "Will there be a specific use for the medical doctors? For example, will a medical professional in game be able to use the terminal, look for the type of injury, and fix it?" Uh, my question to that Colossal is: It's implied that something like that will be there because they've talked about reputations for every career. And the only way you build that reputation is by doing something. So I think it's going to extend more than just like your, you know, your 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 mate who pulls out a MediPen and heals you. Some of you guys will remember back in the early days. This is going back, y'all. You remember when we used to respawn? We would respawn in the hospital. Do you guys remember that at all? Yeah. Area okay, 18. remember that? Yeah, Area 18. When you died, you didn't wake up in your hab. You woke up in the hospital, right? Yeah. And that was one of the mechanics that they were testing at that time. I, I kind of hate the fact that the hospital right now, like Maria and the other ones, aren't open because I really like that aspect than waking up in your room and having to come downstairs. Uh, but I would really believe that they're going to develop that because they've implied it even in the illustrations and concept drawings that they've done. That there are people who literally, they have dressed up as doctors. And for those of you who remember games like like uh, Star Wars Galaxies, there were people who, that's what they did. They were a freaking doctor in the game. They didn't go anywhere. They didn't fly anywhere. All they did was sit around and take care of people's wounds and injuries. Remember the cantina? People would sit there and heal people. So there are people who literally, that's all they want to do. They're not worried about exploring. They're not worried about getting into any battles, but they will be those people that you can count on. And we guys and you guys know that for medical injuries are going to go from everything from blood loss to broken leg to dismemberment, right? Having to get cybernetic parts. So medical's a big, big area, real big area. Kenny, you gonna jump in? Oh uh, yeah, hey Montoya, this is for you. I don't believe in medical. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Look, the premise of what Star Citizen said: death of a spaceman. That's going to be a pain in the ass, man. Yeah. You're going to do everything you need to do to avoid that because 
that means your reputation, all of that stuff is going to go out of the window and you're going to have to sign it to mm. your daughter or junior or mm. your, your, your little nephew, your brother, whatever. And you're yeah. going to have to recoup that reputation. But again, you, you don't want death of the spaceman. You want to continue where you left off. And when it goes back to what we saw from Star Wars, as Griff mentioned, the cybernetic parts, and then the fact that we want to exist as much as we can because there's going to be that reputation system that we need to adhere to to, con to continue to do things right. because NPCs will play a part in that. So you need mm -hmm. to stay alive. But unfortunately, you're going to, depending on where you go and who fixes you up, and whether or not you you have the best services, you're going to show those scars. Mm -hmm. You're going to have those battle scars. You're going to maybe have that that uh, as the lady in Nyx with the cybernetic leg. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be it's not going to be fun. <laughs> but death of the spaceman. They they said it's not a glorious thing, mm -hmm. and it's going to be a pain in the ass. And you're going to want to have medics to take care of you and bring you back to that extent of. Well, if I have to pay a certain amount, take me to the endeavor. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be about what those services are providing, who can do it, and what you're willing to pay. I, I kind of feel that, that yeah. you're going to have to really kick out the top dollar to have synthetic parts to look good, mm -hmm. to say I'm, I'm still healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to go to a chop shop, a Drake chop shop, where they're going to do what the hell they want to do with you, <laughs> and you walk out and you're stuck with it. Discount okay? limb, no discount limbs. <laughs> But, that's a good so, point yeah that's i believe in medical point. because i don't want death of the spaceman even though they said it i don't want it yeah j2 i want to go uh, back to the point you raised let me say this before j2 wait hang, hang, hang on a second fast card hang on a second j2 corrected me on something and j2 you're right the medical doctors in swg and star wars galaxies actually did buffing uh and then when you went to the cantina they removed black rod and i guess my point was that there are people who do like certain careers that maybe other folks aren't interested in but they're happy just doing that one particular thing. And I think medical will be one of those categories. What were you gonna say, Fast Card? I just wanna say, if, if Montoya doesn't believe in medical, can we all agree that we just won't heal him at all? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that, I don't think that they're gonna let that well. happen to but the guy. It's gonna cost them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, you <remember> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta pay up. Yeah, Sigma, any thoughts on uh, the medical? you 10,000 no, UC. I I think that uh, with medical, I think it'd be cool to see the the, the distinction between kind of your combat medics um, mm. and kind of your um, more um, civilian types. You know, yeah. I, the the ones that I would say you're looking at kind of right now in the in the screenshot, the medical ones. You know, where you kind of go into a facility mm -hmm. and yes. you know have to get service that way. Um, and I also was thinking while you guys are talking about this, you know, you might have um, in some more affluent places. Uh, medical doctors who, uh, Griff, you mentioned kind of the skill-based or the reputation-based, they might actually go to an area that um, is more affluent so they could practice there and make more money versus someone on the fringe uh, mm -hmm. who opens up, a, you know, a clinic there that mm -hmm. kind of like what you were saying, Kimmy, you know, just, you know, you, going in there, you got to get stitched up like you might literally walk out with your arm stapled back on you know like <laughs> in, compared to like you know going to somewhere where an endeavor has sat for you know think about think about the possibility guys of creating research universities or like re or excuse me research hospitals mm -hmm. where you know like you're you're role-playing that aspect to be able to go into these you know well-respected places and practice you know um 
it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool idea so i'd love to see how medical kind of flushes its way flight way out and i know that there will be a lot of creative minds who think about something that go along with that yeah yeah and j2 i see your message no i no, i have no problem with you correcting me because i don't want to put out bad information in what you said was absolutely correct and to answer your question about buffs um the, the devs have already alluded to the citizen con last year that some of the uh narcotics <laughs> the drugs in game will have both positive and negative effects so there will be but in, in other words they alluded to them have being buffs yes it's a buff but there may be something that comes along with it you, you may get a certain amount of boosted stamina but when it falls off you fall off really hard you know it doesn't mean necessarily it's going to be something bad for you but they are talking about that those things will be included in game um, and you'll have to find out what those, obviously it'll come out eventually, people will know what each one of the drugs does, some of which you probably want to stay away from, other ones you'll take, but maybe only under certain circumstances. You're going into battle, you need something that's going to pump you up a little bit more, give you extra boost, uh, but maybe it says within 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you're going to have a hard crash on it. You know, so there's a lot yeah. of things they can do in that area of, of buffing. So it's a very, very good question. And regarding prosthetics, yes, they've already told us that's coming. Uh, Kimmy alluded to death of a, sa a spaceman. It was death of a salesman. I'm going back to college here, high school. Um, <laughs> death of a spaceman. Um, yeah, death of a spaceman is definitely uh, going to be real. They haven't mastered it out yet. But what they have alluded to is this. You will only get so many times that you can come back. That's basically what it comes down to. And you never yeah. know what that time is. It's not like an arcade game where you see I've got five lives. If you're in a bad enough explosion, you're gone. If it's bad enough. Yeah. If you get, you, if you get shot in the head, you're probably gone. You shot, probably gone yeah. shot in the head. Uh, another type of explosion, you might lose a limb or badly burned. I mean, it could, it could vary. Uh, so there's a roll of the dice. And this is all going to also start to factor into how people play the game. All the things that we right. do that are non-risky subconsciously, we know we're going to respawn, we're going to come back, everything's fine. That's all going to change eventually. Go ahead, Fast Cart. You know uh, what? Go ahead. Uh, real quick, um, Chris Roberts, since the death of Big Man, the article came out in 2013, um, CR had, uh, had um, you know, clarified and put, and put out additional um, information. Mm -hmm. He once said that uh, if you have the money, you can buy back um, live. Because right. You can, you can re re reset the counter depending mm -hmm. on if you, have, if you have the money and go yep. to a... Um, a specialized or good enough um, hospital to do that for you. So there, it, it is possible to delay it unless they change their mind. Yeah, but I bet that ain't going to be cheap, brother. That's like going to get put in yeah, a cryogenic yeah. chamber or something. It ain't going to be cheap, whatever that is. Yeah. Hey, hey, real quick, what you said, Griff, and what you said, 10th, uh, it made me think of this. Uh, based on the premise, okay, 10th, you're saying uh, this is keeping in concept about making sh or show me the money making the money you want to go if you're an apollo or if you're whatever a medic ship that you have you want to go to those areas like a pyro or those outer fringes where uh there's going to be violence there's going to be a lot of uh, medical need so when you're talking about on the on the uh, precept of making money you're going to go to those places and as you said, Griff, about uh, the quality of your repair, your That's medical it, yeah. treatment, that may have a, a detrimental effect or a positive effect of how many times you get to come back. Yeah. If, you're, if you get a hack job, 
it's going to mitigate to like bad health mm -hmm. eventually. It's like, what the heck did they do to you? And then eventually he's like, kill me now. I can't deal with this. You got a hack job. Mm -hmm. And yeah. with Tenth, what Tenth said, as far as gameplay mechanic and a career base and gaining that reputation and being able to really dial into that gameplay and really be able to uh, bring people back in a, in a, a fast-track way and very efficient, you will make that money. You will gain that reputation yeah. because you are out there and they know who you are. Yeah. But you have to draw the line where uh, it's about making money and the quality of work yeah. because you're going to be limited on supplies. So you got to know when to cut it off and say, I'm sorry, buddy. Definitely yeah. safe. Uh, the spaceman. Yeah. Yeah. You're done. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can't yeah. service you. Yeah. Because it's going to interfere with my reputation. Yeah. J2 mm -hmm. asked the question, too, about, you know, whether or not they'll, they'll be able to do things to make develop uh, the pharmaceuticals and things like that. And that's what ships like the Endeavor are for. Yes. They have the research capability to take something that they find, whether it be on a planet or whatever, and enhance it and make it better. They'll even be able to do things like that with weapons and components. There's a lot more upgrading to things that'll be able to be done. I'll throw in the last final joke that Laura. Cosmic threw in. It scrolled by very quickly. Cosmic basically said, death of a salesman, don't drink water in the game. That's basically it, okay? <laughs> so that'll bring it for you. Okay, let's drink move on to- Drink water only at Spaceport. You <laughs> might get a parasite coming out of your in eye inside your helmet. Yeah. Okay, next category, delivery. And this one is really interesting because a lot of people in the beginning ignored delivery. Uh, they wanted to jump right in and do a whole lot of other stuff. But delivery is actually a good entry-level way to get into the game and make money fairly quickly. I saw back in the day that I was doing delivery missions and making pulling boxes for 6,000 to 8,000 if they're FTL missions. Low I grabbed three boxes on the same moon, make sure they're all going to the next same moon, and I'd make 20 grand within 30 minutes while people were still trying to figure out how to you know take risks and all this other stuff so yeah. delivery what do you guys think about you know when it comes to these delivery missions where you're just doing something some of them you just got to take a dead body and throw it out the back of your ship right i mean <laughs> right. What, what's the deal with delivery wow yeah um i think um i think delivery missions are super lucrative i think they're um if you have a uh, uh like a, a sprinter type ship you know mm -hmm. like uh just something you can just load it load a thing in yeah i think about the pisces i think about the mm -hmm. the titan um uh, you could just run in there have a you know put your box down mm -hmm. zip off zip down you know th run it in um i think it's a really cool way to you know pass the time um maybe if you um you know i think of situations where think about it like this guys um the cig has talked about before the wait time between cargo loading you know, yeah. so if you are in kind of that industry, that profession of, you know, goods transport, um, you could be having your main ship being filled, mm -hmm. you know, you might be on the, on the, on the list, something like, Hey, come back tomorrow. Like, we'll have all your stuff ready to go ready on the pallets, blah, blah, blah. You can start doing some sprinters in, you know, a couple of different, you know, smaller ships. Um, you know, I think about the possibility of even, you know, the, the, the rovers came out this week. Um, and when we get roads in between cities and outposts, you know, even on the same planet, you know, taking right. some stuff to other places and just making a little bit of change uh, along the way. I think it's an excellent kind of low risk um, way of doing things, uh, a way of making money right now. But certainly um, this particular uh, career, I believe, kind of whets the appetite for those who would want to go into more uh, 
a broad scale yeah. uh, delivery, you yeah. know, but it's certainly something like real quick, I can get it going. It's a way to maybe put some change in my pocket to buy this or buy that, mm-hmm. um, or a good way for somebody who really doesn't want to gotta go down a career path that we mentioned earlier to just get started making money to pull up the, the funds they need and the assets that they need to go into the career they want. So it's a good entry level. Yeah. A good way to enter into the game again, you know, we're not obviously if you're a big gamer and you've already been doing this and you're running Caterpillars, you're not necessarily running, worrying about going out and getting in a, like you said, a Titan and running a, one or two boxes. Sure, but for people right. who are just trying to get into the game and start to understand the mechanics, and if nothing else, they get good practicing on landings and takeoffs and all the other good stuff, and they get to see oh, a little yeah. bit of the universe, uh, it's definitely a pretty economical way to uh, to make some funds. Guys, Kimmy and, and Fastcard, bear with me. I'm going to skip past this okay. one just a little bit because okay. I want to get into some meat with these yeah, other bigger fine. ones. Um, construction. Uh, I won't even talk about it, but the Pioneer, kind of in the same situation as the Crucible in the sense of the mechanics you know, still being developed. We know they're gonna need resources in order to be able to build bases and things of that nature. But uh, Fast Card, I'll start with you this time. How, do, how does construction, this Pioneer that uh, um, Consolidated Outland is making, we were all impressed by the presentation a few years ago, um, costly you know, uh, ship to, you know, to, to purchase. What's the deal with that? Is it specialized? You think anybody can do it? What? I'm thinking it's specialized. I mean, if you have a ship, if anyone has a ship, anyone can do it, but you have to have the ship to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it'll make a smaller version for like a smaller base in the future. I, I can see, I can see them doing that, uh, especially for the top of the outlet or even another manufacturer. But, mm-hmm. um, as far as the, um, the pioneer goes, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, I don't know how popular that ship was. I don't imagine it was that popular, but um, there was some, some people who were into it. Uh, some people who want to take over a whole yeah. a whole moon, a whole planet, if they can. Uh, definitely like a, a, a big orb. If you have enough um, people in it, they could probably start to take over a moon or a planet. But um, it, I don't see that many people are, are having a pioneer, but I could be wrong. Mm. Okay. Kimmy? That's an org ship. Man. Oh, go ahead, Tenth. Go ahead, Tenth. No, it's, yeah, I was just my, my my piece on it. That's that's an org ship. That's a that's a heavy lifter. That's going to get some real things done uh, for groups of players. Um, and compare that to when they bring back or those who still have or were able to get the land beacons uh, from when those went on sale. You stake a couple claims and then you build a couple some some uh, base around your claim. That's exactly what that's for. I think that's really cool. Um, and it'd be a, a, a asset for fledging orgs who want to kind of move into the planet side of things, you know, not just having their, their space command. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that, I think that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Kimmy, give me some thoughts in the sense of when we talk about construction, right? I mean, a lot of times people think about the base being built the first time, right? Cause a lot of people said, oh, once all the bases are built, you know, what am I going to do with that ship? Do you see future use for that ship beyond that? Because I know there's going to be a dynamic of people's bases maybe being wiped out, right? Maybe? That's a possibility, uh, Griff, that because you based on this ship is, uh, it, it's based on logistics. Mm-hmm. And if logistically speaking, you're going to build a, a homestead on the fringes, expect vandal, expect piracy, expect uh, people coming in to attack or take and so with that said uh is is your is your uh system fortified to a point where you don't have to worry about it or do you have to build up uh so going forward to make 
the construction or the uh this ship relevant relevant in the game is that you you come back and fortify modify and and build on a, a modular system to to build this uh this homestead out mm-hmm. and when you're talking about the 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 sheer literal space that we're going to have and you're on the fringes and you're talking about the um you know when you're talking about as 10th mentioned uh squad members and you're doing things interactively and you're talking about well i've just you talk to a squad member or a guild member and you say okay i just built my my uh homestead here mm-hmm. now all of a sudden what happens with that you you're in a squad you're in a guild it makes perfect sense to start saying well i need to build several of these modules because it's going to fortify my guild it's going to be i'm going to have my neighbor which is my squad member and now you're talking about units you're talking about numbers of players uh fortified in one central area now you're talking about a potentially a community now that's uh vigilant in uh mitigating piracy uh fighting back pushing back the vandal so in that sense of longevity this ship will put in work but at the same time uh when you talk about the ship and how it's supposed to be used you have to go in with the mindset of logistics you have mm-hmm. to know if you're in uh within uee territory yeah go ahead and do it do solo now you get a mission caller that says hey i want uh these modules here on the fringes you better have a freaking entourage with you to go do that because mm-hmm. if you do that by yourself it's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah. I just want to see it explode. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a big explosion. <laughs> Boom. Oh, tell, people, tell people, tell people that's why you see the world burn. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Card. Yeah. Talk to me. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Talk to me. Definitely. All right. Um, some of you guys remember also, and I'll just kind of highlight this. We're looking at the image of the construction of the Pioneer, but you guys saw that there was a mirroring of the design of the Pioneer with what we saw of the Shubin Mining Comp Corporation. There's a design similarity in those two things. I'm just pointing that out. Let's jump to the next thing, mining. Speaking of mining. Woo-hoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the first careers that's actually entered into Star Citizen is mining. Uh, we went from the um, prospector to being able to do hand mining in caves and then the mole. And then there is the up and coming Orion. Uh, yeah. Are any are you, are you guys into mining? Not into mining? What? It's a okay. big deal for me. Oh, really? Yeah, Everybody? Yeah. yeah. Okay. How do you feel they're progressing? Because I came out of Eve with mining, and in Eve, I, I I enjoyed it, but admittedly, you could turn on your mining laser and read a book. You know, that was pretty much it until you <laughs> right. got filled up with capacity, and then you hauled your stuff away. Um, I, I was always intrigued with how they would do mining. Elite Dangerous actually has a pretty new, con- mm-hmm. nice concept of how they do mining. Now they've expanded on theirs. Um, how do you think CIG's mechanics are going so far when it comes to involvement with mining? And how do you make money with it? I mean, how do you, do you feel that the way they've got it structured right now is a way that you can actually lucratively make money, or is it too difficult? What do you think? No, I think it's I think it's hit a very sweet spot, Griff. I think that with the the progression of you have now hand i mean given the you put the bugs aside and kind of the tweaking of it but what they have here is a very good gameplay loop um you could you could mine in caves you could take your prospector out you could take the mole out with group gameplay which is all obviously we've been saying is 
a uh, group gameplay being important to CIG. Um, but when you consider that the uh, the inter um, the interaction between the pilot or the pilot or the the the, mm-hmm. the FPS miner or the operators of the beams um, is something that needs to be taken into account. What oh, kind yeah. of lasers you have? Yep. What kind of uh, um, consumables you put yep. into those lasers? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start, you're kind of, you're talking about the return. You know, like uh, what's your cash outlay to begin with versus you know how much money you can make in your current with your current asset. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, I think it's fantastic. Um, and I, and for me, when the mole came out and I, I picked one up, um, that was for, I forget the, what the patch was, uh, three, six, whatever it was. Um, it, it was something that we consistently did. It was something that consistently worked for us, mm-hmm. uh, in our org and something that consistently, um, just made us a lot of money. We go on these, these missions, uh, these mining ops, and we would just, go you know to go out to aberdeen and just scour the 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 planet surface looking for great rocks and then and then now that you you know when you think about you know pointing and shooting in eve you know oh there's um you know scordite over there let me just kind of pick it up you know this is kind of like well each of these is worth a little bit more and each rock can contain different kinds of ore you know Mm -hmm. so you want to think about how you extract and uh, what the risk is, how fast you want to move, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's in a great state right now um, with what's being offered. Um, FPS, yes, could use a little bit of work in terms of just how you're maneuvering that um, the the FPS, uh, uh, the the mining laser. Um, but by and large, seeing being able to do it in caves, being able to do it in prison, um, there's a lot of uh, growth around that gameplay loop. So I, I enjoy it. Very cool. Best card. Real, real quick, I'd say if, if people who are coming from Eve and affect the ease, the ease of use of, of mining from Eve and Star Citizen, they're going to get blown up a lot. <laughs> so, like you said, you, you, can put, you, can, you can just read a book in Eve while you're mining. You have to pay attention in, in, in Star Citizen, and that's going to trip, trip a lot of people out. But, um, I haven't gotten, I haven't done it too much in, in, um, in Star Citizen yet, because mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, burn myself out, because mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I intend to do it a lot once the game launches, and, and, you know, the money that we make, we, 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 we won't definitely keep, so I'm, I'm trying, trying not to do it too much right now, yeah. but um, I'm looking forward to it, and I, I like I said, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to manufacture my stuff, so I'm going to definitely use my own mining material to make, to make, to make stuff, mm-hmm. and so it should be interesting, and I just hope it. I hope that I don't have to go. I don't have to go to any place dangerous to risk being blown up. Yeah. Because unless I have a group of, group of friends who will come with me to, mm. uh, to to help me mine and stuff like that, so yeah, it should be interesting. I know this is going to sound funny, maybe weird. I have never been attacked in a prospector, and I've gone out with it. I can't tell you how many times. I've never had anybody come mm. after me, and maybe other people have. I don't know if it's just because right now there's no real good reason to do it other than target practice because it's not like they can right. get the resources from the ship if they destroy it so if that shape maybe that will change later if there's a way to retrieve resources uh, of course there's a danger of blowing them all to kingdom come and you're not being able to get them but i've been pretty fortunate and i've minded daytime nighttime whatever and i've to this day i've never had anybody really harass me 
while mining. Right. So in but Eve, that was not the case. In Eve, that was not the case. I don't care. No matter where <laughs> I mine, low sec, no sec, it didn't make a difference. High sec, boom, that was it. You know. Anyway, Kimmy, go ahead, buddy. You guys are a hard act to follow. Um, <laughs> very well said, man. So many layers to this, and I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, fast card, uh, yeah, you definitely nailed it. You don't want to go to the places that you don't want to, but you may have to. Um, Griff, you, you, you nailed it, man. It, it, it's, it can be tough. Um, I'm going to throw this. I'm going to throw the tech into this. Uh, when we get to the point where we have physicalized items and then you're talking about the aspect of what we're mining and what value is be prepared that that dynamic will change and as we talked about earlier alluded to the crucible the materials that's needed for for the crucible maybe iron ore it's worth crap right now when mm -hmm. you compare it to quantanium mm -hmm. and and to what griff said Bokudin. Oh seven, mm -hmm. thanks for the follow. As Griff said, uh, <laughs> you know, he never had problems. Mm -hmm. For the first time when I had Quantanium, I was heading to Port Pio, and these Gladius, three of them just blew me out of the sky, and I went oh. crap. Oh. So, to, to, yeah, it can happen. Oh. But to what all of you alluded to is the fact that once Tony Z gets physicalized items, iCash, in-game, now he's going to manipulate all of those objects, he's going to mm -hmm. give you a finite number of particulars as far as materials, what mm -hmm. their value is worth. And based upon the interaction of the careers and what's needed, the supply and demand dynamic, you will see where diamonds aren't worth a crap. You will see where iron ore will be worth everything. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to scramble, as Fastcart said. You're going to go to those places because your bottom line will tell you you need to go there or you're going to fail. You're going to have to go there. And depending on how much of that demand is in regards to that particular uh, pyro, a lot of battles, a lot of fights, a lot of repair mm -hmm. or is needed by crucibles. You're going to break your neck to get there. Matter of fact, the better squads or orgs are going to have entourages to protect those prospectors and those Argo moles mm -hmm. to extract that iron to get out to the crucibles. Yeah. So keep in mind that to mitigate that, to keep that value of something um, with physicalized objects, the game loop would possibly be as we, excuse me, as we talked about cargo, you can maybe capture, you know, Get this low value material, mm -hmm. save it off to the cargo area, you'll rent it out. And once that value of demand goes up, then sell. Yeah. That's a possibility. But when you were talking about supply and demand, be prepared for that with uh, mining mm -hmm. because that dynamic is going to really change once Tony Z gets physicalized I, uh, objects mm -hmm. through uh, iCash. Mm -hmm. And he's going to change, he's going to flip the script based upon what people do in the game and what becomes uh, supply and demand and what becomes uh, valuable. It's going to change. Yeah. So you're going to be constantly running those ships. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun, but there's going to be a time, right. logistics right. and time. So that's and what I have with mine, but I do love it. Tenth, great, great, great uh, 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 explanation of the layers yeah. involved.
And to your yeah. point, Kimmy, yeah. like you said earlier, right now, barrel, right? Maybe something that people don't think anything about. But barrel in, you know, in um, Stanton and barrel in Nix may be two different things, right? Or like you said, going into pyro, right? So maybe I don't want to go into pyro, but if the price for barrel is three times the amount it is in Stanton, even though I know that's the piracy, you know, location, like you said, risk versus reward. That's going to be where I may have to make my money. Maybe yes. I need that escort or maybe other places if I'm traveling, I don't need that escort. So you're absolutely right. This all is going to change. And it's fluid. This whole thing is going to be very fluid. Go ahead, Fast Card. Yeah, speaking of bottom line, Kimmy makes a good point. It's like you can either go out to where the material that, that, that you need to find and mine it, or you can have it uh, have someone else mine it and bring it to you, or you buy it, buy it off your Austin house or, or whatever, mm. um, just so it's inverted, it's going to be. But you have to figure all that in. The risk versus reward. Do I want to play extra and buy it locally, or, or do I want to um, go out there and risk, risk getting yeah. blown up and, yeah. and, and mine it myself? So, yeah, yeah that's definitely going to come in. Okay. Well, I got two points to throw in because we, we can't talk, talk about them. I want to get to the next subject, but I will toss this in very quickly and you guys can give me quick feedback. Orion, I want to say that first. And then CitizenCon last year, they were implied that they're working on a small refinery ship. So what do you think about those two ships? Uh, the, the Orion, from my understanding, is the one ship that can do everything. It can do the mining, it can take in multiple ores, and it can do refining. Where the refinery ship is supposed to maybe work in conjunction with people who are flying like a prospector in a mole. How do those people make money in that process? You know, because the Orion's like, you know, that's like go out in space and stay out there forever, right? You know, what do you all think about those two ships, the refining ship and the Orion? Just give us some quick feedback on those. I'm Orion is too big for one 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 person to own. That's definitely an orange ship. Sorry, Ted. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. So yeah, the, the Orion is definitely an, an, an orange ship. Um, there are people who who had who have an Orion, who bought an Orion, and they they, they don't have fans currently to um, to how they're going to do everything by themselves. But some people believe that you can you can um, buy uh, NPCs and do everything that mm -hmm. way. We don't know if that that's actually viable yet or not. So, yeah. But um, yeah. hopefully, some hopefully it'll work. It just won't work, work as well as how the real people do it. Yeah. But um, for the other stuff, the refinery, um, it, it'll be it, it'll be really helpful to um, if you if you're already in a fleet or org and you have you can you have like if you don't have you don't have much money to buy in Orion, you could have the, the refinery ship and, and do it that way, and they have a have a cargo um ship to, to store to store all the materials and stuff like that. So it's just more options, and more options is always good. Absolutely. I want to give a special shout out to Defrost FX. Defrost, you are our first Prime subscriber. Thank you, thank you, thank you hey, for hey. that. Thank you. Oh, man. And Major oh, Massacre. Yes. Major Massacre. Oh, Thanks 17, for following. Sir. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, what so about that? It. Let's talk about that other refinery ship, the smaller one you're talking about. How is that going to integrate in with people who are using the Prospector or the Mole? Would you think there could be some type of contract deals they do? Or what do you think about that? Oh, yeah. Melvius, oh, yeah. thanks for dropping in, buddy. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the follow. Any thoughts about that? Because, by the way, I will say this. If you guys remember, at CitizenCon last year, that ship got the most applause out of the four that were suggested for ships that they were working on was the mining ship. And that was kind of interesting that mining took over the fighter, 
there was another mining ship that was like a ground mining ship that would dig that was like a tractor and i forget what the other one was so what do you think about know, this you gotta remember there are so many fighters in the game right now that you, you didn't have to pick a fighter for, for um industrial ships in, in particular mm -hmm. it, th those are more uh, harder to come by or, or more specialized so yeah mm -hmm. i i can i can see why the, the mining ship get, got a bigger applause mm -hmm. okay yep. okay yep. okay very cool yeah i agree all right let's move on from mining to another category here so oh melvius thanks number two on our oh. prime subscriptions oh my god wow. the stars are aligning thank you guys I'll, we appreciate I'll, it I was talking when that happened to put them. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, we're not used to people subscribing. Sorry. Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate wow. it. We definitely appreciate it. Wow. Um, 07. Transport. And the Thank ship you. that you guys see under transport there is a ship that's also been around a long time. Crusader Industries, yeah. Genesis yeah. Starliner. Yeah. Uh, of course, transport can happen with any ship, right? But uh, there are ships that are designated for moving uh, people around, right? Uh, any thoughts on that? Sergeant Six, thanks for the follow. Any oh, thoughts seven, on that? Um, you guys can talk about the- Can I get in this one? Yeah, go ahead, man, talk about it. I, true story here. I, uh, uh, well, a coworker uh, mentioned uh, the fact that they detested ships they it was not their cup of tea but when it came to fps they loved it they were all in mm -hmm. and so with that said enter transport enter the what is it the uh blue uh oh my gosh the blue liner or what is it the uh oh the, the genesis starliner the genesis starliner the mm -hmm. blue ship <laughs> genesis starliner <laughs> but it well it 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 was a segue for people to be able to um when you're talking about the fact that this person didn't detested ships, didn't want anything to do with flying, that was not their cup of tea. Mm -hmm. They were all about saying, "Hey, I want to uh, uh, rent out my services as an FPS or security person, and or I need to go to this planet, go to that planet, and rent out my services." And I said, and I'm sitting there puzzled, like, "Well, you get the package, you get the ship free," but it was just like, "I don't want to fly a ship," mm -hmm. and so it lends to that but at the same time the other the other element to the genesis starliner is the fact that yeah it's going to transport your npcs but this is one of those situations where you get back on your feet now granted there's going to be situations with backers who lose pretty much just about everything mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. is a way that they can get around and travel when they can if they or if they have a catastrophic issue or with their ship and they're waiting how many hours or days to get a ship depending mm -hmm. on its size oh seven agent one two agent one, thank, you for the subscription. thank you for the thank sub. you thank you thank um, you you're going to be able to get to where you need to go to take on a mission uh be it uh a planet side so yeah it there's a need for this ship mm -hmm. yeah Definitely. I think what I'll say about it is I, I, I have a Starliner and I was super interested in the gameplay surrounding it. I, I forget what the post was, but, you know, Kimmy, just you're saying you're, you're, you're transporting people, you're transporting, um, you're kind of setting up that, that, that business. And um, there's a, a lot of possibilities. I mean, you think about um, 
the I think the post I was reading talked about licenses to open up, you know, um, terminals and at different areas, you know, mm -hmm. so that if you want to fly out of area area eighteen, you're applying for the license to do transport out of there or New Babbage mm -hmm. or anywhere else, you know. And as you know, I can imagine Griffey talking about earlier the reputation on the, the higher reputation you have, the more access you might get to these premium areas right. where, you know, you're sitting right there and your business name and whatever is sitting, you know, right there and people can take, trust your name to transport them to wherever they want to go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But then, so that's kind of the, the transport side of things, but Kimmy kind of to what you were uh, talking about with your coworker, um, there's an opportunity to have, um, you know, kind of U.S. Marshals or, you know, or excuse me, Air Marshals, you know, Astro one. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> right. We talked about this earlier, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right? Like, you have somebody like just be on, the, you know, the ship and get paid to do it, you know, um, to just make sure, sure everything is yep. secure. You yeah. Know? You talk, they talked on, uh, I believe it was uh, Star Citizen Live maybe last week. They talked about, uh, yeah, it was level design where they put all this stuff in there like customs and things like that, um, where we haven't been using them yet. But once those things get in play, you know, there's a lot of different options you can have. So I'm very much, I, the Starliner is low key. One of those ships outside of all my other ships, like the, the other ships that I have that I'm really looking forward to building some gameplay around as a, as a business, like my deal in the, my deal in the verse is to be more of a financier, like have different streams of revenue come through different areas of careers so uh different careers so having transport obviously passenger transport with a ship like that would be really cool i just put a link in um in our link our chat box there if you guys have never seen the original genesis starliner page introducing it's one of the most elaborate pages that cig put together and if you want to know why transport is something that people would get excited about i guarantee you take a look at that link it'll blow your mind uh 10th you alluded to this Transport, again, folks, remember, the, our universe is supposed to be 10 to 1. You know, one of us and 10 of NPCs. Yes. So you may not feel like you're going to fly on a ship, but they're going to be NPCs that are going to be scheduled to depart. If you go to the spaceports right now, you will see there's areas that say commercial departures. Yep. That's going to be for people who have ships like the Starliner. They pull in yep. there, they pick up 20, 30 people, however many it is. They've even alluded to on this page that depending on how well you treat those people and serve them on the ship, and if you get them there on time, that will impact your reputation. reputation. So this is a whole different mechanic. Uh, Wingbreaker, thank you for the follow. So, um, oh, and let me go back, Agent, again, thank you, Agent, Agent, I, I wanna say that one more time for the uh, one month uh, subscription. Um, so I'm, I'm mentioning this because, you know, a lot of times we think about transport, we think, about, oh, we're just running people back and forth. It's much bigger than that. Yes, there will yes. be human players that need to move around. You just said this earlier. Also think about this, at some point, you will no longer be able to pull your ship up where you're at because your ship happens to be in another system or on another mm -hmm. moon. Right. So you oh, got a couple decisions. Hmm? Go ahead, fast car. Oh, you're waiting for 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 to come back from insurance. Or coming back from insurance. Yeah, now you've got some yeah. options. Option is have a friend. Can a friend pick it up? Can an NPC do it? Do you have to wait on that, or do you just say, "Hey, I'll drop the 200 credits and get on this this Starliner that's sitting here that's going to take me and drop me off at Hurston to pick up my ship? That's my nearest ship. We've gotten really used to this idea of going to a terminal, and no matter where your ship is, you can pull it up. That is going to change. So transport is going to become 
a really major piece. One of the other things I want to touch on about the Starliner, for those of you who remember back, they showed us variations of the Starliner. There's a military version of it, a cargo version of it, cargo there's version. the people trend, and even a VIP version of wow. the Starliner. And the Starliner is not the only ship that it's restricted to. People can take ships like the Phoenix. The Phoenix is often referred to as a VIP transport. Right. You can use that. 890 jump, you can use that. Six, eight, the, the 600i luxury, you can use that. So people who have these ships, people say, well, what do these ships got to do with being able to play? Here's the gameplay mechanic that's coming down the road that'll give people something to do. Yeah, okay. real quick. I, I, yeah. I like the look of the, of the Genesis Starliner. I like the interior of, of the Phoenix that mm -hmm. you touched on. It's like when, when I'm on my off time, like I don't know. I I know I, I, I maybe I'm manufacturing something. I know it's gonna take a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll I'll jump into a Starliner or a, a Phoenix and transport people around and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I, I don't. I, I I love the interior of it. Of it. I love the looks of it. But I, I I don't know how much time I actually uh, spend. Uh, the, in that particular gameplay, so that's why I haven't bought, bought that ship yet. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's okay. key, uh, FC. That you mentioned gameplay, and that's one thing they, they have not mentioned as far as the Genesis Starliner. So when I think of Starliner, I would think that the 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 meta game would be about getting things. And I think Tenth might have mentioned this that getting to that destination on time. There may be timers associated with these. Uh, waypoints that you have to hit within that time. And so mm -hmm. I think the gameplay mechanic would be if you exceed the ex expectation or you get there earlier, there's bonuses involved in mm -hmm. that to get the workers there on time. If you're late all the time, <laughs> yeah. your reputation is going to suffer. So they're going to get the next competitor to get them there on time. And mm -hmm. so that can hurt your bottom line. Or you may have to go to another destination or another system mm -hmm. to start that business to hit those waypoints to get those npcs to where they need to go reputation if yeah. i had to think of a gameplay mechanic for the starliner that that would be it mm -hmm. now real quick they could also introduce mission do we have to escort yes. a vip passenger and you, you can use yep. a starliner or a, um, a phoenix carry them back and forth yeah and in fact you have to have a certain type of ship even to pick that person up and deliver them where they right. need to go so like i said there's a lot of variation that they could go with i want to go to the question sheet real quick because we got a couple questions in here uh, one oh, of them nice. goes back to the uh, construction. This is from Gaz. He asked, what level of building will be will we be able to do when construction comes online? And Gaz, as far as I remember, if you look at the design, uh, Ekati X, thank you for the follow. Uh, if you look at the design of the um, Pioneer, uh, it's designed where it has like a crane system inside of it with a catwalk. And it's designed to put bases that are similar to the ones that we see now. It lands and then it basically places those paces, those bases in the ground and connects them. Uh, we've not really seen to what degree. In other words, are we talking about multi-level? Are we talking about being able to have literally custom designs on the Habs? Uh, they've alluded to that, but in the beginning, they're going to be modules that they're putting. Go ahead, Kimmy, what are you going to say? Todd Pappy. Yeah, Todd Pappy, not so long ago, uh, iterated a little on that and mm -hmm. that there are certain modules that, that are essential to uh, allow you to to sustain your life on those those maybe those planets without atmosphere, you have a hydroponics room, you have radar. He he did allude to some of these uh, these rooms that you would you would need essentially to start life on maybe the fringes or uh, planets that is that are inhabitable. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point 
uh, they're going to reiterate and build on that too. And I, I, I kind of think that at some point, once we get uh, server meshing and we're really in the game and then we're talking about spawning, mm -hmm. I would imagine then you have the pioneer will have the ability to create you a hangar. Um, it would only make sense because if you're going to hail from a particular area and that's your homestead and you're going to spawn, mm -hmm. uh, it would make sense that they would probably bring in the, the hangar for your ships. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a good option. You're right. We got one more question here. I think this question is directed to Fastcart. Uh, it's from your good buddies at Relay, Shiver, and Eris. They ask, how fast <laughs> no, can Fastcart no, cart? I, I think it's Eris. Is it Eris? Okay. How fast? <laughs> I think it's fast... Eris. Okay. How fast can Fastcart cart if Fastcart fat is carts fast? That's your question. <laughs> Feel free to give yourself a few He's minutes fast. to think about it before I've you respond him to him. <laughs> I've seen uh, him in real time, man. He's fast. <laughs> get the hell out of the way. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> he, will clip your, he will clip your ankles, man. Okay, we're cutting no, through this. No, no, not an not, not, not ankle, just a toes. Just a toes. Toe. <laughs> All right, we're cutting through these pretty good. We've got two more to go. Let's jump oh, into cargo. And for those of you who are, I know there's some people out there who are using a Caterpillar and using a whole lot of different ships to do cargo. People are using the Starfare. People are using Titans. People are using Cutlass Blacks, uh, whatever they can get their hands on. I've even got a buddy, my buddy John Prophet, who uses a freaking Reclaimer to haul cargo, which blows my mind, right? Uh, people use whatever is out there to haul cargo. Yeah. But we do yeah. have some specialized ships that are designed for it, and particularly the Miss Cull series of ships, right? And we know that the Hull C yeah. uh, has been pretty much completed. The ship itself is actually done. We've seen it. We've seen the interior. But we, but we also know that they're working on a real issue with the grids and some yeah. other aspects of that ship that they've got to get together. So one of the things I want to throw to you guys is this. People see the Hull C. They look at the other ships as being ships that can take a punishment, uh, pretty defensively you know, capable. But when people see the Hull, the first thing they say is, oh, they're vulnerable. Oh, people are just going to blow those up and take all their stuff. Any thoughts about Two that words. in relation to them? Two words. Root pinata. That's what people say. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> so if these ships are so vulnerable, why are there five of them, right? And and for some people, they're very popular. What's the deal with the Hull series to you guys as far as cargo goes? Well, real quick, and as far as I know, like, like I said before, there's one of us intending to see uh, a bunch of those NPCs are going to be using the hull, mm -hmm. especially the hull sea, because the hull sea is probably, it's according to the law, it's probably, I think it's the most popular ship in, in the universe. So we'll be seeing a whole bunch of hull seas going back and forth before, what, what have you. Right. And also, it's like, um, if, you, if, you, if you're in, like, maybe around the solar system or the terror system, you may be reasonably safe. So you may not need a fleet escort or maybe a light escort to to to, to um to go back and forth in, in, in the hall. Mm -hmm. But when you get out to like you know, cast us or someplace un, a really unsafe, you're really gonna need a real fleet and you know a big fleet and you, just to go to um pick up and drop off stuff depending yeah. on, on what what hall you do, what hall, what hall you have. And you know I'm kicking myself because. The whole thing used to be two hundred dollars, but then it went up to two two fifty. And you know, I I I I, I had a choice. I wasn't sure when I which one I wanted, but you know, now now I'm I'm really kicking myself not, not getting a, a whole C. 
And the whole sea, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Fast Cart, is going to be the most popular of the cargo ships that we're going to see in-game that are run by NPCs. Kimmy, uh, tenth, do either you guys any own any hull ships, or did you take a pass on the hull series ships? I took a pass on the hulls, yeah. I, I had enough ships that I, like kind of what you mentioned earlier, was I had enough ships that I think I could um, haul with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I hadn't picked up the whole C because I didn't really want to go down that road. I know that the whole C will need, um, e- even if you kind of put, you know, if you make it a little bit tanky or whatnot, uh, you're still going to need a, a escort with that ship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you, you need that. And that was kind of going down a, a field that I just wasn't, wasn't wanting to explore at the, the time. But it can be very lucrative. I mean, it's the next progression up. Like, how much can you sling? You know, like, what can you go from a Titan to, to uh, uh, um, like maybe a Black to, um, you know, uh, a Caterpillar to a hull? You know, mm-hmm. or how, what's the configuration, how you jump through this thing to get to that biggest that, that you know this series of ships that are designed for hauling you know so that's kind of where i'm sitting mm. real quick a, a, a quick question um there is a whole b the whole a the right. whole b actually came yeah. more than a freelancer mm-hmm. even though it's like uh even though it's a, it's a, it's a small fighter side so they're all you can you can use those and that's they those may be more safer because it's a smaller target or like not as much to lose so you may be safer in, 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 in that, that respect yeah And before I jump in with Kimmy, one of the things that came out this last week, they were talking about one of the questions that came up to the devs was what was the progress on the Hall C? And they talked about the fact that, if I'm remembering correctly, right now, boxes are literally numbered one to one. In other words, if you say there are 100 boxes, you know, there's 100, there's literally physically 100 boxes. And they said for the Hall C, that's not going to work because, as you guys know, the size of what they can carry can go into the tens of thousands. And you can't have tens of thousands of items attached to this ship. So what they're trying to do oh, is convert it in some way so where one box maybe represents 50 or 100. Uh, and that's going to be the way they, they work with getting the grid and getting the amounts onto the ships. Um, but let's, let's say this. Anybody who's operating these ships, I think, needs to be... That's a career that they want to do. It's not the ship that you just have on the side. Because, yeah. first of all, uh, it's been mentioned in chat that using these ships, you definitely... Especially if you're calling anything valuable, you want to have some type of escort um the other thing is is that i don't see people necessarily attacking these ships as much as trying to disable them and take them because to lose all of the valuable cargo would be kind of a joke right if somebody's hauling whether it's food whatever it is they're selling these ships carry tremendous amounts you're talking about hundreds of thousands of uec if not millions on a couple of these, a whole D, you guys know a whole D is the biggest freaking ship almost in the game right now. If it were a whole E rather, if it were out, a whole E, yeah. a whole e is e gigantic. Down. You're talking about enough to feed for a half of a freaking moon or a planet. And would you just go out there and indiscriminately blow it up? No, I can see the next category piracy being the thing that happens on ships like that. And if you remember on the promo for the whole C, they actually show a scene where people are trying to get into the ship. Because the people, the crew get their guns and line up down the hallways and prepare themselves to be boarded. Kimmy, give me some thoughts you got in relation to cargo or the hulls. Either one. Yeah, it's it's about that niche. It's a niche, right? It's about the gamers who are meta gamers. They 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 grind. Uh, it's about the entrepreneurs of the game, and that's a, that's a special place for them, and mm-hmm. it, and it's cool. It's a part of that universe. It's that distinction that makes it a whole and, and it makes it feel alive. With that said, um, I think um, 
going into the layers that this game has so many layers i would i would hope that when you're talking about piracy and when it comes down to that bottom line and whatever you have in that you're moving cargo wise with the misc uh they're gonna be intelligent about how they approach the whole situation they're just not, not gonna see it oh there's a miss hole i'm gonna randomly blow it up hmm. yeah that can mm -hmm. happen but when you were talking about pirates who are have a purpose they're gonna scan mm -hmm. and if it's and if it based upon once we get physicalized objects and maybe they're running something or they're they're moving something that's not of value mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and they'll the pirate will say well it's not worth anything right now I'm going to leave it alone. Mm -hmm. I don't need this. And it's not going to help them, basically. Right. So they'll move on, potentially. But it's basically uh, the game mechanic is like a school of fish. As you as we get larger numbers, and, and you guys mentioned uh, that school of fish and that sharks come in and they say, okay, let me pick which one. Where is it? Oh, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that, that one's got the quantanium. Let's get that one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just saying as an right. example. Right, right. Um, so you're going to make a run. You're going to make those runs. But it's all about the metagame. Um, and it's about these layers. Once Tony Z gets his hands on this stuff, and really sets these values and piracy they really respect how the game is played and, and play it fully to its potential they, you're going to get scanned they're going to see what it's worth if it's not worth the damn they're going to leave it alone you can yeah. go on about your business yeah but um what you alluded to earlier griff was was a fact i did see something about tig uh made a breakthrough they it was the issue with all these containers and it mm -hmm. was really killing the uh the, the um the, the game frames mm -hmm. i mean it was just really hard on the system right so they increased the size of the cargoes and and up the values of these particulars as far as uh the cargo uh components mm -hmm. and so that was their breakthrough to get the misc hull uh closer to the reality of getting in our hands so mm -hmm. i i i cannot wait Tony Z cannot wait. I cannot wait to see the mist and these, these, uh, you know, these cargo lanes happening in the game. You yeah, know, yeah. I cannot wait to see that and and mm. and how it plays in real time. But again, I'm with Tim. Not my jam, but I want to see it. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I want right. to see those cargo lanes. Yeah, like right. I, 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 I can't, can't can't wait to see like you know how Eve Online how they have all these um. Yeah. Articles about people losing billions, billions of ifs or mm -hmm. right. dollars yes. and, and, and the shipping quote. Right. Imagine something like that, but in Star Citizen, like someone yeah. carrying a whole yep. bunch of quantanium and a whole E or something like that, and it, it gets it, it, it not get blown up or, 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 or taken by pirates. Like I said before, Luke Pinata. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a lot of people are expected to be. Pinata. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to take Sergeant Stakes here. He gave us a great transition phrase here. He says, The best pirate is one that doesn't need to fire a shot. So we're gonna go into piracy now. Oh, and, wow. and a lot of people are looking oh, forward wow. to piracy. And I know we had a show a few weeks back where we talked about what it meant to be piracy or griefing or whatever else, right? But we wanna really focus in on piracy um, as a career, right? Are, you know, people who literally, uh, and I kind of agree with Sergeant Stakes in relation to this, uh, when I was pirated in Eve, and I've told this story before, yeah. I was mining out in Losec. I was in some other guild's area, and I knew I was, but I was trying to be sneaky. And they basically overwhelmed me. They surrounded me. I had a lot of stuff on me at the time. And the guys basically surrounded me and said, hey, give us 15 million, you can go back home. 
you know and uh i was like wow 15 million dude i'm i'm a poor miner i only got about five six million on me i had about 200 million but you know you gotta you, know, you play the game oh you gotta God. play the game dude i only got about eight million on me this is my first time coming out here we haggle back and forth and then he's like no nah, that's not enough i said all right i'll be honest with you i really only got about 11 million on me so blah blah, blah. and then the guy said okay and I, I gave them the 11 million and they, they said, all right, hit the dust, hit the bricks. And I turned around and got out of there. Now, mind you, I had a ton of money, but was it worth me losing my oh, shit? Funny. Now, here's the deal. I didn't get mad. I honestly didn't get mad because you yeah. know what? I'm a big role player. I know some people aren't into role play at that level, but I'm a role player. And I knew what the risk was when I went in there and they gave me an out. They gave me an out. And it was, you know, listen, them guys would probably blow me out of the oh sky. But I went on ahead and played the game. And and you know what? As pirates, they honored their thing. Now, there may be some pirates yeah. who don't honor their thing. Oh, they may yeah. still blow yeah. you out of the water. You pay them, and they still blow you out wow. of the water. But that's a risk yeah, you take. They, but that's they a risk. Give me a chance. They just but you know out. what? But see, that's but see to me, that's piracy. Because, see, here's the deal with piracy. In my definition, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. Piracy says that they're about making money. They want to make money. Right. Yeah. And, and as you yeah. mentioned, Timmy, they want to find out where the cargo lanes are. Right. They want to find people who are maybe trying to evade the cargo lanes, because yeah. here's the deal. If they start killing folks, they bring the heat on themselves because now they got to yes. worry about the authority showing up. And now that yeah. area that was lucrative for them no longer becomes lucrative and they have to move elsewhere. Right. So, yeah. you know, I, so that's in my interpretation of it. Now, mind you, yeah, I mean, there's going to be some people out there who just stone cold no matter what. Um, they, oh, yeah. they, they may blow you out of the sky. But I think as people start to understand why value in money is important, because this is to Tony Z's point, which you mentioned earlier, Kimmy, Tony Z said that when piracy starts to happen in a certain area, you're going to start seeing the prices of stuff go up. Resources are going to start costing more money. When you want to get your ship repaired or get resources to fix a ship, it's going to cost more money because if those raw materials can't get through, like any economy, the prices go up. So now that lane becomes no longer a good thing anymore. So the thing I like about it with piracy is that there is a give and take. There is a risk versus reward. There is a pro and con to keeping an economic engine going, not just to satisfy the egos of people who just want to go out and destroy everything. And I know I'm always hard on folks that like doing that. I don't mean to be hard on folks that like doing that, but I want to have some balance in the game so it just doesn't become that. So you guys give me some thoughts on piracy. My thing on, on piracy is, um, I, you know, for as uh, I'm not interested in doing uh, piracy, uh, I understand that there is a whole kind of, uh, it's a whole market, it's a whole career that you could easily, very easily tap into uh, or know somebody who could tap into it where you could you know, form some alliances, say, you know, you're about to go skating through pyro for some reason, trying to get to somewhere else. And some pirates got a, you know, a stranglehold. It's, it's a, in, in my estimation of how I want to play the game, it's about making some of those high level connections and saying, we, we, you know, saying at a board meeting, saying we need to get through pyro, you know, and that's where you leave it. And, mm -hmm. you, you know, you kind of work the connections that you, you, you might have. Um, but I, I was thinking kind of going back to what were the, uh, we talked about, um, the different tools available to a pirate. You think we haven't talked about the Mantis yet, you know, and how like originally, you know, that ship being used for interdiction and, you know, by the, uh, by the Navy to say, you know, to catch, uh, pirates or to pull people out of quantum, 
um, or even used by bounty hunters. Same thing for every ship in the game, a pirate can use that same yeah. ship for nefarious acts, right? To to make to to do their career. So yeah. you know, every person who buys a ship is going to be looking at it from a different perspective. What can I actually mm. do with this? You know, and um, that's that's what I'm intrigued about how this game has formed and how I think the balance will come into the game when we start seeing the ability to board ships um and you know and do stealth that kind of thing and, and griff that's exactly right man i i mean you that situation is a lot of fun you know you're saying you know pirates come so they surround you and say they squeeze you and they say yo give us what you're going to give us and if you can't you know then you know there's there's we got some other options for you but essentially if you're i would love to interact it would be cool to interact with pirates who just aren't uh, focused on blowing people up, like so yeah, go to the next system yeah. and blow somebody, you know, to smithereens because I'm a griefer, right? I think there's a very real difference between griefing somebody um, and being an actual like pirate role player in the game. Yeah. And I think for those who will embrace that side as a career, it's, it's going cool. to bring a ton of different, like it's going to bring a real uh, flair to the game. So I don't personally yeah. do it, um, but it would be cool to see how it comes up. Okay. Kimmy? Well, it's all about location, location, location. And I think right now, where we see it, it's kind of like it's one dimensional. But once we open up and have these different locations to exist as a pirate, uh, then you're talking about having that career. And I think the, the prison systems is basically a statement to say that let's not get too crazy with it keep a um mm -hmm. keep a keep a level head about how you're going to go about being a pirate because you have you have various depths of being a pirate from han solo to the old series black sails actual pirates mm -hmm. where it's about the bottom line it's about you know they, they mentioned ship jackers it's about go after the money go after the cargo don't go after a life and so the, the prisons are there to say we want you to take an intelligent approach to the piracy gameplay where even the lore itself talked about remember the three kids who were uh most part they were orphans mm -hmm. and they came together and became this huge syndicate mm -hmm. and so basically it's 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 basically telling the story that they went about things in a stealthy way they went about things not being bold and being out front they were doing things undercover out you know low-key and that's that's the premise of what being a pirate is about in the persistent universe it's about how you do things it's having a certain respect to things but i think once we get more systems more areas for people to rest their head and and to have a reputation and to build out that gameplay mechanic uh it shouldn't be about the killing aspect of being a pirate it's about mm. you know making a living and being uh comfortable where you are you know because you have a haven to go to so it, it, it's it's a cool dynamic and uh, as 10th said there's that balance and those choices and sometimes we may be choice to uh that we may not have a choice but to go into those darker gray areas to to appease our bottom line mm. Good we point. may be forced to do a little shady stuff. <laughs> That's a good point. No, great point. Great point. Dr. Mysteria, thank you for the follow. Fast Cart, 
you're a lover wife, you're a lover not a fighter give, give a shout out thanks for the follow <laughs> shout out to my wife guys that's my wife dr mysterio oh, oh wow oh oh whoa we are honored tonight holy smoke okay all right fast card anything about piracy are you okay we call it awesome support we covered a lot, a lot of this stuff uh, a couple a couple of weeks ago on on, on our show about um uh and and I'm still trying to still back to this day I'm trying to wrap my head around I'm a marauder. You remember the definition of that? Yeah, he said marauders are basically people that could be like almost like hired mercenaries where they may go mm -hmm. in and attack an area <clears throat> just to go in and strip it, right? And but the difference is that they go in unannounced and they wipe everybody out. You know, there's a plan wow. for why they go there. It's not just indiscriminate. Like, for example, they may they may hear of a drug house, right? That's got something going on there and they're cooking. Or they hear that some org is coming to pick up something there. These guys are not coming in to negotiate. They're coming in to hit it hard, take whatever they can take, and they'll wipe out whoever is there. So that was the difference in a marauder, where a marauder, where, where a pirate, rather, uh, comes in with the thing of saying, you know, we, we don't care about you. We want what you got. I think Sergeant Stake said something earlier too. He said that that it becomes important that pirates make more money than what it costs them to do their action. That's another factor too, right? Because they want to make money. They want to make profit. They don't want to lose money on a venture. So here with piracy, if I'm coming in and stealing your stuff and you turning it over to me, you've reduced my level of infraction against law enforcement, right? Uh, but if I yes. come in and start killing yes. people, point. now we've started raising my level of being wanted. And it changes a different dynamic of how you play the game. So that that, that was how they broke down the difference between those two, you know, something similar yeah, so, to that. Mm -hmm. So like, like you said, like, I, 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 I don't intend to, to engage in that kind of gameplay, mm -hmm. but it's just like, just when you thought, just when I thought I, knew, I, I there was nothing, I knew everything, not knew everything, but mm -hmm. it couldn't get worse for me, potentially. I got to worry about marauded now. Yeah, Marshall Marine, you ask, are these current available factions? We're, they're not factions. What we're really dealing with is talking about what are career paths that people can take. You know, don't forget that Star Citizen is, an, is a sandbox, right? It's open, and these are things that people can create within the game. Yes. These are just kind of the popular categories that play in a lot of other games. So, you know, there may be a group of people, like we do have orgs that are made up of nothing but pirates. We have orgs of nothing but medical people. So there may be people who decide to create a org of mercenaries. Haulers. Yeah, haulers, yep. whatever yep. the case may yeah, be. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where that comes from. Okay. Also, it's important to know that Geek 9, we have on the screen, and that's the only opportunity or uh, career that you, you can engage in. You can make up your own. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We didn't mention anything here about trade, for example. Uh, you know, there's a whole lot of other things that we could have gotten into, but we just want to hit a few of these to give us some stimulating our brains a little bit here. Can I say uh, one yeah. more thing, Griff, before we move on to our sure. next uh, thing here? I think one thing I just want to say real quick, guys, as you consider all these careers and your uh -huh. career inside the verse, mm -hmm. you have to look at yourself. Yo, Ops Chief, 07's man, thank you for Ops, Ops Chief is my oh, former boss, so if he's yeah. giving us money, that means we're doing okay. We're doing okay if he's giving us yeah. money. Thank you, Ops Chief. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I was going to say was that you have to consider yourself, whether you're bounty hunting or you're doing construction or you're transporting, you have to consider yourself as a business, right? Like whatever you choose to do, you got to look at it in terms of how am I going to 
make a profit doing it. Kimmy referred to it. Griff, FC said it throughout the conversation in this portion that the the bottom line is important when it comes down to it. You have we're talking about it today. Show me the money to be able to buy and sell inside of the verse. You have to be able to be focused in what you want to do. So by by all means, explore these things. I think I think uh, CIG wants you to try your hand at every one of them, especially during this testing phase. But right. as you yeah. get down, you know, as we move closer towards uh, release, it becomes important to say, okay, this is how I'm going to make money in the verse. This is how I'm going to do it. This is what's fun for me. And this is how I'm going to set myself up for growth. And you want to do that. You want to think about yourself as a business. And you also want to join up with people that will be our like-minded um, so that you can get and do some, some of the bigger things. Star Citizen is designed for people to play together, you know? So mm. I just say that piece, the careers are both solo and more focused on uh, group gameplay. Uh, in this past Star Citizen line, this past week, uh, they reiterate that point. You know, if you're going to have a big capital ship like a Javelin or, um, you know, a Polaris or anything like that, whereas multi-crew, um, it's going to be quite, yeah, Kimmy, it's going to be a lot of money <laughs> to keep up, you know, yeah. with that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you want to make sure that you're kind of offsetting that with some org, you know, with, with org play. Yeah. So I don't know, uh, Griff, I just wanted to say that because I know these are really cool careers and it's mm -hmm. really cool for people to get involved but it's also really good to be focused on how you want to approach it. Good points. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, gang, we are getting ready to make a transition here. Uh, we're going to take a quick look at a video. And some of you saw this, you know, there was a teaser and then there was a teaser trailer that CIG put out last week because we went into Invictus. Uh, many of you guys know this year, Star Citizen has been canceled this year because of what's going on in our country and around the world. Uh, but... Yeah. In the meantime, they are still doing things to promote the game, obviously. And I, we personally have talked about this on Star Soul Citizens. We think they're going to do a couple different things. Normally, we would have been just waiting <clears throat> maybe for a couple concept sales and then maybe, you know, uh, the anniversary sale. But obviously, Invictus 2950 is a big deal. So let's take a quick look at the preview for it. The time has come. to embark on another bold adventure. To face dangers, new and old. We feel your deeds far and wide. Everybody with me? Let's give them a show. When you finally stand victorious, ouch, that's interesting. We will stand here. We go beside you, united in purpose. Oh, sorry about that video glitch, gang. But uh, boom, if you hadn't seen the longer trailer, that was the longer one. It was a shorter one that they did the, before Invictus started. Um, Invictus, as you guys know, uh, is $29.50 for this year. It's the first time we've ever done this. And it has an emphasis on the UEE military. And basically what's being highlighted over the next week are ships Navy. that are utilized within their Navy, the UEE Navy. 
Uh, we're seeing ships that are already currently in game, as well as ships that are in production in the game, but they have a military feel to them. The bulk of them do. So there are a few other ones that are support, but in general, it's used as a recruitment tool to get people to sign up for the UEE Navy. Um, what do you guys think about this promo? I'm going to talk about the Invictus promo because we're going to get into our next subject, gang, which is which show me the money is about people who are spending money on Star Citizen. So any thoughts on Invictus, the concept, the idea they came up with? I love this, this that ship. I love the F8 Lightning. It's to that color. I want it. I really want it. <laughs> yeah, well, just spend a few. I can't more, wait to get it. Spend a few more thousand, and you can get one now. That's yeah. all you got to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like it, it, I, I'm going to say something a little, a little controversial. Is that if I can get my hand on an update lightning, I probably won't need my Super Hornet or any other fighting uh, 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 ship that I currently own because the the F8 Lightning is so OP. It'll be the only thing I need, or maybe I need more than one. But other than that, yeah. Tenth, you were grinning when I asked about Invictus. What was on your mind? Well, Invictus, I think a lot of people are still going to say it, 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 it's a scam because we call it Invictus Week, but it's May twenty second to June June second. That's right. longer than a week. Yeah, that's true. So, it, so yeah, a lot of people are going to be nitpicking stuff like that. But you know, it could it could be that maybe it's not based on Earth. Maybe it's a week on on a different planet. Mm, okay. But uh, as far as the, the, the stuff, I, I love the celebration. I it took me a while. I, I spent six hours in, 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 in the game. This is the longest I've been in game since January, probably. But mm -hmm. I, I checked out the fleet. I checked out the um the, the, the touring and everything, the pirates and everything. It was really great in game. I checked out the um the expo hall yesterday and not yesterday, but Friday and today. And you know, I got I got into it and got into the F8 Lightning at the Expo Hall. Some people were saying that once you get in, you can't get out. But I'm I'm able to get out. But maybe your mileage may vary. But uh, nothing worked in the F8 Lightning in the um in, in, in the Expo Hall. But you know, it, it, it still looks it still looks great. Okay, cool. Tenth, what about you? What about the Invictus? What's your thoughts on it? I love it. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a great um. Can I, it, it, well, given the climate, right, global climate, and not being able to have the con this year, um, doing something right now was pretty cool. And for them to kind of pull this piece together to say, let's call it, let's do a fleet week, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I think that was a, a very genius move. And then to actually have a sale on top of that is pretty cool. Um, I think in terms of the lore, um, I was at the expo the other day, just kind of looking through the progression of how um the uee started doing these things mm -hmm. and uh moving getting people transporting people and then having recruits transport themselves to the training base and then getting all the way to where we're at right now um it shows how um committed they are to the navy how how much of the society revolves around the navy and um and then being able to see how these different ship manufacturers play into that one thing i'm going to note is that um, for the first time ever, uh, the UEE has bought from Origin 
Ooh. The Land Rovers, you know, first time ever, right? Yes. So everybody who's always, you know, talking about, hey, you know, Origins, you know, squishy, and no one likes it, you know, there's a little <laughs> bit of utility to my to my ships now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we should but, ask how many Tumbro owners bought an Origin. That's what we should be asking right about now, but we won't go there. <laughs> But by and large, uh, great, great thing. And I really, I mean, you got to, if you haven't shot and you haven't jumped in game, you have to go check the um, <laughs> the, the expo out. It's really cool, really well done. Mm -hmm. Old Nugget, uh, old, was it old Linux gamer? Oh, you're speaking blasphemy out here. I'm going to let you get away with that one, though. Um, he said the only good thing that <laughs> came with the G12 is oh, the LTI. He's always trolling. He follows me. He's, a, he's a groupie, guys. Don't I worry. love it. That's too funny. That's too funny. Kimmy, let me throw a question at you. The big highlight from this trailer, everybody talked about. I mean, there was a lot of stuff they showed, right? I mean, they showed a lot of stuff in these trailers. But the F8 was the, that created the buzz. What's the scoop with that? Oh, definitely. Um, the F8. And I, again, I played a lot of old school games. And I spoke with the other night, uh, as you know, Griff, uh, we were speaking with Cosmic Trader the other mm -hmm. night. And uh, the, the subject came up where he mentioned the F18. And it's, it's basically the real-time... Uh, carrier it, it's, it's a smaller ship that fits onto the carrier if, if any of you don't r recognize or remember it think of independence day the ships that uh will smith was flying around that was an f-18 hornet it's a smaller footprints uh type of ship and 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 uh cosmic trader mentioned that and but to me it really resonated as the f-22 fighter mm -hmm. uh the vector mm -hmm. um yep throttle um yep. vectoring thrusters and the, the whole body it just it just screamed f-22 to me and but yeah it's a it's a beefy ship it's state of the art and that was what the f-22 was prior to um them coming up the military coming up with the f-35 it mm -hmm. screams f-22 to me um yeah it's one of those ships that they've already said it sig has said it's it's that extra cherry on the top if you accomplish and finish uh, Squadron 42 at a certain level, you're going to get it. But then also it, it segues over to uh, backers who did a certain amount. They get it too. And it, it we know that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I want to answer uh, Cosmic Trader. I, I got to answer him. He mentioned uh, exploration. And I'm going to mm -hmm. just chop it up real quick. Mm -hmm. It's only a career or profitable if you keep it to yourself. You discover it what needs to be discovered and you hold it to yourself and you sell those artifacts whatever they are alien and whatnot um until someone else comes and then gives it to the uee to be discovered but you have the opportunity to they make money of something undiscovered as far as exploration so he shouted that out i had to answer him it's done mm -hmm. but now going back to invictus and i'm going to make this short to me i'm ex-military so is cosmic trader we were both in the navy and it was just cool to see the UEE Navy incorporated in this. And it, and granted, keep in mind, Chris is born, he was born, bred in the UK, Manchester, but he lived most of his life here in Austin. And he knows things. And, and when I say that, it resonates to Memorial Day. 
uh, and then I said this on one of my shows, I, I talked about this the other day, is freedom is not free. There's a sacrifice. There's things you have to do to step forward to ensure other people are free. So it resonates to Memorial Day with me. And when we segue Invictus Week, Memorial Day, military service into the narrative of what this show is all about, uh, careers, military, and what the rhetoric I've been hearing a lot about as far as uh, backers who buy into these fighter ships and they're into the military style and it's like, oh, it's going to cost you this. Oh, you're going to run that that uh, Idris. It's going to cost you that. It's going to be... But what, I, what, I, what I'm beginning to see now is that that is a career itself. Military is a career. There are career military people. Now, when we look at the outskirts of the Vandal, we see these these areas where uh, they have taken over systems. There could be a career in the fact that they can take those those Idrises, those uh, Polarises out there and and do these military missions on the fringes to mitigate and push back the Vandal. And there's a payday for that because they're they're giving they're they're becoming the sword or the right arm for the uee in that sense of these different missions you may have a, a group or uh squad members who are ter terrapin uh, players who will use that recon those radar to actually see what's going on in vandal area and and and, and uh communicate that back to their squadrons and say let's hit them now right you have that <clears throat> gameplay mechanic military career that can pay out in itself in in the narrative of what we're talking about and the fact that um you know they're they're actively to this day the lore team is still talking about them taking systems and raiding and to this day uh to modern day after the fact of squadron 42 so they're uh, they are there they are an apparent threat mm -hmm. they have systems that they they've taken so you <clears throat> have to take the fight to them and then if you're going to go live on the fringes, you need those military ships to keep that threat from coming after you. And if it goes down as far as gameplay, if they fail, then get ready for your system to be taken. Well, let's talk about this because you're yeah, mentioning about the Go and put your uniform back on. Yeah. <laughs> no, <put> <laughs> oh, seven, sir. So and to, to your point about the, the importance of the military, I mean, I do, you, do, you guys feel, do you guys feel that the Invictus piece... Um, is a transition for us to start thinking about Squadron 42. That it's more than oh, just a sale. You know, that there's, sure, yeah. there is some dynamic oh, of, of starting to point us toward, you know, the tie-in between the Star Citizen universe and the standalone game. Not a coincidence. Yeah. No question. Yeah. I, you had that, I, what is that, the Pegasus? Was it the Pegasus or the Polaris? As far as what? That was in orbit at the space drive. No, 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 no. At the what they well, actually what they show at the beginning of the initial trailer, and this was the thing that was interesting. And I'll tell you a rumor that we heard. Whether this happens or not, I don't know. But when the trailer first opens, when you see the F eight, you see the F eights come out of the mouth of the Bengal carrier. So yeah, there's a Bengal carrier there. There's yeah. a javelin there, yeah. and there's an Idris Cosmic. there. Right. And let's. In fact, we're gonna let's take a quick look at something real quick. Um, this is the footage that is from Celebration. I shot this the other day. Um, this is over Bajini Point. Um, you can see there, I think that there's three docking ports there. You guys know this already. It's three security docking points that they've added to the station. Yeah. These docking stations are huge. If you guys haven't been there, you need to go. Um, two of those docking ports are for Idris's because there are two Idris's that arrive. 
and then after that uh, a javelin arrives and at, as you can see in the video um, there's fireworks there's a big celebration thing when these ships pull in to dock um, and, and again you know obviously there, there's this big propaganda piece here for the UEE and for their Navy um, let's shift to the, 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 this real quick because uh, this tying into the sale um, over the, the first two days, Friday and Saturday, there was a sale for Origin, uh, RSI, and Tumbrel. For today and tomorrow, it will be Anvil, Anvil, Anvil which is one of the large military yes. uh, co corporations, manufacturers. And then Aegis is going to be the two days after that, which is the other large one. Um, let's talk about what people are... How do you guys feel about this? When these things come up, are you thinking about... Because I know a lot of people in my organization were like, what can I melt? All last week before this thing started, people were talking about what can I melt? They haven't even seen prices. They haven't seen what's going to be on sale. They were already preparing. Are you in a space now where you're still melting and refining your ships? Or are you at a space where if I see something, I like it, I buy it? Or are you at the place where, hey, my wallet's closed at this point, unless it's something stupendous? I mean, where are you guys at right now with your spending? For for me, I I, I reached reach a certain plateau. I'm I'm above concierge. I don't want to say how how much above I am, but I am above concierge. And I'm like, I don't want to spend any more on ships. I buy I buy tickets for events like Citizen Con and stuff like that, and buy citizens and stuff like that. But as far as ships go, I'm trying to keep, 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 keep stay where I am. So if I see something out that um that, that I want, I, I'll either CC you to it or I'll melt something up, melt something that's really low priority and, and try, try to get it instead. It has to be something really special for, for me in order for me to do that. As far as buying a new ship, it's got to be something really special. Uh, I, I I don't know what what what, what it could be that would make me um, put my money into it. Like, I, I reach a certain plateau, I, I, I just want to stay there right for now. Okay. Kimmy, what about you? I am an LTI grabbing SOB. <laughs> <laughs> I will do whatever I can to pile and compile these these uh, affordable LTIs to say, okay, Sig, if you're going to give me or you're going to dangle that carrot and I can't resist, I'm going to compile as many LTI tokens as I can to try and get there, to, okay. to more than halfway get there to get that particular ship so any opportunity uh, you have to, to buy a token you're saying if there's not like like today for example the g12 right you're saying anytime opportunities like that come up you automatically try to take advantage of them you you grab it man okay you grab it you hold on to it and if it's and like fast card said uh he don't want to do it i don't want to do it mm -hmm. but damn it i gotta have it you see it. <laughs> no you need you, you we you, let's call the therapist token, man. you need therapist you damn token to we got to get kibby a therapist y'all he needs a therapist at this point hey he hey is, I'm not by he's myself. committed Anybody? i know you're not you're not no Anybody? you're not i'll give you that they don't, they're not doing this i got you 10th what about you are you no, there i'm pretty I, i'm pretty set um I, I i made it to uh it to me um even when i started the journey from buying to getting the concierge it was all about me getting the ships that I wanted um, mm. and the ships that, that made sense for me in the game, right? Kind of just going through what the spirit of the offering was, right? Mm. Now, that's not to deny, you know, what Kimmy was saying and a whole bunch of other people, like, get some of them tokens, stack them up, and then buy what you, what you love, you know? <laughs> that's, a, that's a strategy um, that, um, for me, it's just, hey, once it's on sale, if I have an LTI token, I'm going to upgrade it. If not, I'm going to get it because I want it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and 
at this point, uh, my fleet is pretty set. Um, maybe save for, uh, I, I always have room for origin, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you, know, you, you, th- you save room for, uh, for instance, we didn't know about the Aries, right? We didn't know about the mole. We didn't mm-hmm. know about, you know, all these kind of things that kind of dropped and you, you, you didn't, um, you know, you had all these inklings, but when they did drop, you're like, you know what? That fits. And for me, what fits in my fleet is any ship that's going to, um, to aid in the revenue channels that I am seeking to build up in the game, mm. right? So for me, I have all those right now. I have mm. my fun ships. I have my workhorse ships. And um, that's kind of where I'm, I'm leaving it. And um, if something pops up that's opportunistic, uh, I think all of us here are, are opportunists, uh, especially really everybody who's playing Star Citizen is kind of in that boat right now, right? Like this is a great opportunity to jump in on something early that's going to be change the game, uh, change the landscape of gaming in the future. Um, this is a, I, I'll, I'll pick it up. So um, for me, that's kind of where I'm at. I haven't, uh, Instigator says, you still need to get your executive F8. I'm not there yet. Wow, yeah, for real. For real. We caught it when you said uh we're I'm good right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I showed the hand a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I will say this on my part. I never thought I would reach concierge. I was not aspiring to it. I didn't think it would happen. And then lo and behold, I'm like a you know, few whatever from it from it and I crossed that line. And uh, when I crossed that line, I was like, okay, that's good. You know, I'm cool. And then just recently I looked and saw that I'm about 1500 short of the next line. And I'm trying to tell myself, I'm not going there. There's no way I'm going to do it. Um, but I keep telling myself if, if there's another year, yes, let's say Wazupo, Peter 17 and the big moose. Thank you guys for the follow. I am telling myself that if we go another year, invisible, invincible soldier, thank you for the follow that if it's another year, I might end up hitting that number. I, I'm kind of mm-hmm. spooked about it. I'm like you to a certain degree, Fast Car. It's gotta be something really, really amazing for me to get it at this point. Uh, I, I pretty much feel that, I, I wish Seer was here because he does the whole fix my fleet thing. I feel like I've honed my fleet to the place where the careers I want are accessible to me. I think I told you guys about a year ago, uh, my buddy Ops Chief hooked me up and made me rethink my structure of what I had. And he said, Griff, I think that based on what ships you have, if you go look at the packages, you may find that you can save some money. I ended up doing a huge melt of a bunch of ships, saved like almost 300 bucks just because I melted and bought them in packages. And so ever since I've done that, I've been pretty content with most of what, you know, I've got, I think, and, and the other thing I did was anything that was less than $300, I melted it. And I basically told myself, I'll work for those ships in game. And there were a lot of ships I really like my Vulcan, Vulture, things like that. I got rid of all that stuff and said that it's easier to work for that than it is to work for the stuff that costs more than 300 bucks in the mm-hmm. game. So that was kind of the way I spun things around with those type of ships. I think the only thing I have that's less than $300 is a freaking Aurora LX. And that's because it's luxury in my luxury account. So that's it. Other than that, I, everything else less than three hundred dollars, I don't, I don't own anymore. It's all in melt. Go ahead, fast card. See, I, I only have two ships that are, that are more than two hundred dollars. So if I'm not everything under three hundred dollars, I won't have anything. Basically. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I will revise my answer a little bit. I have, I have four feeders. I have a Knox, 
have a dra yellow dragonfire, the, the special dragonfire, mm -hmm. and two of the uh, rangers, the two motorcycles. But I bought the, the three pack because that's how I got the um the, two, the rangers. So I'm I'm I am thinking about converting. The, uh, the, the, those are all LGI. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking about converting some of those in, 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 into into ships or something like that. But with with the sale, I bought a CCU upgrade from a Gamma Mustang Gamma to the G12 and a Gamma to a G12R, the racing variant. Mm. So I don't know what I've, I, I will apply, apply that to. I don't have a gamma yet, but it's, it's, it's always on sale. I'd have to worry about um, getting it right now in, in order to, to um, cease you from it. Okay. Let me ask all three. Also, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Also, I, um, I've, been, I've been meaning to get a gladiator because when I first got the game, I, I, I didn't. I didn't know if I wanted a gladiator, a super hornet, or or a freelancer MIS because I'm big on big on missile. Mm -hmm. But I, I got a gladiator upgrade. I haven't applied it yet, but um, I, I, I have it if I choose to, to use it. Okay, nice. Well, nice. Fast card is a curious buyer. He wants to see variations, and if it fits his fancy, he's gonna get it. Mm -hmm. Tenth <laughs> is about unique situations. Is it going to work for his bottom line? Hell yeah, he's going to get it. <laughs> Ed Griff, any damn thing is the origin, you're going to get it. Yes, so you that's ain't right. fooling me. <laughs> that's probably, probably true. Um, I, I, I want to ask you guys one quick question. Then we're going to talk about the video we're looking at because I do want to talk about what we see at the celebration. And here's a question to each one of you guys. Do you have anything in your melt, something that you've melted in your buyback, that you actually will probably go back and pull out before we can no longer do that. Is there anything in there that you're willing to spend money on? Because in order to get that stuff out, there's no credit. You got to spend fresh cash. No, you can use a token. Yeah. Oh, a token. Okay, I'm sorry. You can use a token. But but let's barring that, is there anything that you have that you're willing to go in and spend and get and pull out of melt? I'm gonna pull I'll the Phoenix out. You're gonna pull your I'm Phoenix gonna... out. Yep. You have your Phoenix in melt. My Phoenix is in melt. Yep. Mine too. I, I, I'm ashamed to say it, but it's, it is in the melt. Oh my goodness. Mine too. Mr. Luxury's <laughs> Phoenix is in melt. Okay, I do have something in melt. And I know people are going to laugh when I say this. I have a Banu Merchantman at the original price in melt. Oh man. Ooh, wow. <laughs> man. How dare you? In melt. It's right? sitting there. And I, I'm like, I'll get it out eventually. That's how I keep feeling like is I'll get it out eventually. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Colossal Loss always packs. <laughs> Wow. Um, Kim, Kimmy, you got anything in your buyback that you would go and pull out? It, it, it is it's so, you guys might look at it and say it's so insignificant, but damn it, I want my LN back, man. No, okay. The Legionnaire? I Heck yeah. Back. Okay. Yeah. Classic. Of, of all the roars, that's the classic one to get. I, don't, yeah. I ain't mad at you for that. I'm not mad at you. I want it back. Yeah. Fast Cart, what about yeah. you? Anything yeah. in Melt? In my buyback, the only thing that gives me pause when I, when I look at my buyback, I have a Phoenix, but it's their 40th month one. Mm. They offer the 120 month now. So I'm like, uh, between the two, you definitely get the 120, 120 month. Mm. But, um, the, 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 so that, that gave me pause. But I also have a special token. It's a um, OG Super Hornet token that you go from 
the regular Hornet to a Super Hornet, mm -hmm. but it's only $55 instead of being uh, $70. Mm -hmm. it's, it's still at the most high. That gave me pause too. Mm -hmm. But if, if I ever want to upgrade to something else, I can use that token and save $15 on it. Okay. Offensive defense. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so we're looking at the. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Now I was going to say, okay. we're looking at the video right now. I want to kind of talk and focus in on this. Uh, you know, for most of us, we've had an opportunity to go uh, and see the capital ships. This is the first time we've actually been able to see capital ships in game. We've seen video of them in the past. Um, we've seen the trailers for them in the past. Commander Reaper, thank you for the follow. But this is the first time we're actually get up close and personal. Can't go into the interiors. Folks have glitched into them. They will tell you that. But <laughs> you can literally see these ships. Uh, let's attempt, let me, no, Kimmy, let me start with you. First impressions when you saw the Javelin and, and the uh, Idrises. Tech has come so far. Get ready for Squadron 42. Uh, you go back to the days of Citizen Con, you will see one Idris drop down. And it was just a demo, and the frames were being hit hard. <laughs> Three capital ships, mm. Pegasus, right? And two Idrises. Javelin. And then there were like four to five other ships flying around, mm -hmm. no drops in frames, able to scale up to it, see it in its oh. full glory. And it said to me, um, what are we talking about here? I mean, what SIG is 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 putting this thing together, man. And for the fact that they're not really talking about Squadron 42, this was a good segue to say Squadron 42 is coming along without alluding to giving you too much information on it, and which I applaud them for. I want to have the allure of discovery, shock, surprise i want all of that i don't want to i don't want squadron 42 to go the way of these hollywood trailers that you pretty much know the premise of the entire story and you're going to have your opinion set because you already know what's going to happen so right, right. great segue tech is coming along uh and if you look at and it's to your point uh griff uh they talked about it's only the exterior Consider it this way. That's the object container streaming on the outside. You see everything right. you need to see on the outside. Right. And it's giving us what we need to uh, see as far as the tech. Absolutely. I was personally I'm impressed with the fact that uh, they scripted these ships to come in with escorts. Uh, if you look on the docking oh, yeah. pads, you guys see there are F-8s there. There's a Hornet there. Uh, they come in in formation. They break off formation. And when they depart, they do the same thing. Uh, this was giving us a taste of what it will be like for the scripted or even AI type of dynamics that yeah. can come into the game later on. Uh, for me, I was literally blown away. The Idris was big and it's always been considered big to me. But when I saw the Javelin, it was like stupidly big. Uh, the, the, the guns. <laughs> I mean, the, I don't even know what I don't even know what level guns those are on that thing. I mean, whatever they are, they're off Nine the meter of anything we know. Yeah, they're they're huge. Yes. Um, and, and, and a funny thing that happened was when I went to look at the javelin, I decided to go EVA out to it, and I didn't know the time frame of how long it was there. So I'm I'm alongside this thing, and and you know you're EVAing, and next thing you know, this thing starts to depart. 
So I'm seeing my screen start to turn, and I'm like, "What's going on with my jetpack?" You know, what the? It freaked me out so badly, and it, it, it dawned on me this thing is pulling out. You know, and I got out of there. You know, I uh, Colossal told us that earlier there were people who tried to block the thing, and they blew the thing out of this, blew them out of the sky. People that were trying to block it as it was coming in. So I wish I could have seen that. That would have been great. Um, but <laughs> let, let, let me share. Let me share this other piece of history for those of you who were around for a long time ago. Do you guys remember? When we first got the Starfarer in game, when you spawned that sucker at Port Olisar, it shut everything down. No matter where you were in the game, <laughs> your frame rates dropped. Crashed. You could have been freaking at Levski. Your frame rates went out the window. Sometimes the whole digits. server would die. So to Kimmy's point, the fact that you're able to spawn two Idrises and a Javelin. Now, mind you, we understand that everything isn't inside of them. People who have been inside said there are parts of the ships that are completed that have been done. But just the fact that we can do this now, and as you mentioned, no frame rate loss, not only were those ships there, not only were there about eight F8s and Hornets, you had players there, you had 890s there, yes. people observing, you had the particle effects of the fireworks going off. There's a whole lot that has showed that this tech over the last three years has jumped leaps and bounds in what we're seeing right now. Crazy Makers, thank you for the subscription. We Oops. really appreciate oh, wow. that. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, anybody want to toss in? Uh, Fast Card, what about you? What was your impression when you saw all this stuff out here? You know, I'm, I, I try to make jokes. I'm the funny guy. Mm -hmm. I just got to say, that thing was just huge and long. So mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty all amazing. Right. Pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even go yeah. anywhere with that one this week. Soul <laughs> Dean, no, thank you just, uh, for the follow. But, 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 more seriously, I, I I I do I do like it. I I went to um Breakland yeah. that station and and checked out the fireworks and checked out the javelin and stuff like that. Um, I didn't get a chance to really get a good look at the F8, but I I saw one in, in the expo like I said. But um, it, it, it's an, it's impressive. The, the guns alone, like you said, you can't really tell by looking at it what size it is. I I, I want to say it's size twelve. That's you can't imagine something not being a size 12 and a flat size, but it's probably not. But it, 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 it is so big, it, it's really impressive. Like, I, I know people who say they own one. I'm like, what are you going to do with a shit that big? And I know people say it's for the org mates and everything like that, but I'm like, I, how, how many friends do you have? Do you have enough people to 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 buy that? You know, buy that stuff. Mm. It's, it's, it's it's so huge. It just blows my mind. It is it's really impressive. Like you can look, you can look, you can see it on the video mm -hmm. and be impressed. But when you see it in game for yourself and seeing your own computer running it, yeah, it's, it's something else. Yeah, and that's a yeah. good point. Don't let the videos fool you, gang. You really have to see it in game. It is truly, truly mind blowing. Got to do it. Yeah, Sigma. Any it. thoughts when you saw all this stuff? Yeah, I, it was. Uh, we we were we went over there and we uh, we were there when the ship uh, was already docked. So mm -hmm. I need to get back into the game to uh, see it come in and dock. Mm -hmm. um, but we got to see like this thing is massive. It's just it's just massive. I mean, it's just you kind of think about all the stuff that you'd be able to do with this ship and uh, the the crew that you can have on it, and just the like how you'll kit entire like your like for orgs like how you'll build an org around you know these javelins. You know, mm -hmm. so um, I loved it, man. It, it was really cool to see and. 
it really gave you some, uh, like Kimmy, you were saying, there's no doubt about Squadron 42 progressing. I think there have been some questions yeah. now because of Invictus on some of this uh, uh, in the spectrum about when are you going to have the next SC, uh, excuse me, Squadron 42 uh, update video? Like, what, mm. when is that going to happen? You know, so we could be seeing some things rolling here uh, pretty soon. Very, very good you point. Know, and by the way, guys, just so you, real quick, let me drop this in real quick. Thank you, Ops Chief, for letting us know. We hit 50 viewers for the first time tonight, guys. Thank you guys yeah, so, yeah. so much. We really, hey, really appreciate so that. Much. Thank you. And we are only one Thank follower so away much. for our month goal of 150. So if anybody out there is feeling good and they haven't followed us, hey, follow us and we'll hit our 150. And that'll be two landmarks in the same night. Ah, there it is. Thank you. Oh, Heavy Bob. Oh, Heavy Bob. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. And Square 2 and Chip. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Is. We really, really appreciate oh, it. Man. We really appreciate Zelling it. Zing yeah, we're getting all this great stuff. <laughs> thank follow. you guys for the follow. We really, really appreciate it. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Heavy Bob, oh, 17, baby. Now. Thank you. Yeah, standard dev. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. I didn't see that flashed up. Oh, that's fire. Making a great. Oh, my God. There's another subscription. Thank you. Colossal. Thank you. Oh, you guys are making a great night for us. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Landmark night. Thank you guys so much. We're hitting 10 Sigma. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, no, is it infectious? Guys. Is that what it is? This is, this is humbling, man. Yeah, this is, yeah, close, man. No, this is yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah really, really humbling. Like, I, I, oh my god! You know you've done something when, when I'm speechless. It's really hard to make me speechless. You've got it, got it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna hit on our last. Oh my god! Somebody else subscribing. Thank you guys oh again. Gosh. Again, Nelly following. Thank underscore you. Underscore TTV. Oh boy. Okay. Thanks for the sub. So listen, guys, we we gotta I move to. I want to mention this. Yeah, go ahead. Know, wait, let's move on. But I want to mention this thing. The thing with the plaque, the thing, oh my gosh, St. Tozen, thanks for the sub. The, the aspect of getting recognized as a, as a reputation, mm -hmm. uh, having your reputation recognized by SIG, mm -hmm. and, and, and what fast carts, J2, smiling Viking, thanks for the sub. Mm -hmm. What uh, fast cart mentioned is that how in the heck are you going to operate? It's no way in HE double hockey stick. Shogun prop. Thanks for the sub. Thank you, Shogun. Oh my God. Thank, oh my God. Thank no you. No way that Jeez. Chris is going to leave these guys hanging who subscribe to these military ships. There's going to be mission givers. They're going to be sacrifices. As I said, freedom is not free. Standard deviation. Thank you for the sub. Thanks, standard. <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be sacrifices made, and on the military aspect of this game. Colossal 06, thanks for the sub. Chris. I think they're trying to tell you to be quiet, Kimmy, because they're just throwing money in until you stop talking. So keep talking, and maybe you'll get them, maybe they'll happen. Look, Chris is not going to leave these military guys hanging. No way in H-E-double-L hockey stick. We have those Vandal areas. You have those, those, those fringes. They are going to go. They're going to protect. Peter, 1765, Thank thanks for the sub. Thank 07 you. to you. They are going to hold the line. They are going to be the first defense. They are going to be in there just like explorers who discover things, who mm -hmm. are going to be in the lore. You saw those plaques, those military personnel who are going to sacrifice and put their lives on the line and do what's right for the UEE. They are going to, they're going to form that, that, that charge. They're going to be 
immortalized mm -hmm. by yep. the ops that they perform. Be prepared. Yep. Seven. All right, you I'm guys, done. you heard it from the professor, guys. The professor has told you the deal. So I'm going to bring up our last controversial point for the night with Show Me the Money. And uh, I'm going to show you two pictures here. You folks be ready to feel free to jump in on this anytime you want to here. Let me see if I can find the right thing. Is this What do we got here? We got that. We already saw that, right? So we want to go here, right? All right. Everybody's familiar with that, right? Starter oh, yeah. package, Aurora MR, the ship that everybody has. <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is what they it's call a starter package, uh, right? Um, it gets you into the game, gets you access to Star Citizen, uh, gets you your first ship, uh, single-person ship, and boom, right? Then there's this, right? All right. <laughs> now. What? Let's talk about the show me yeah. the money. All right. Let's talk about the show me the money on this. All right. One of the criticisms and things that people bring up about Star Citizen all the time is this thing about people spending money on this game, that these people are crazy. They're spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on this game. Um, Fastcard and I had this conversation not too long ago uh, on BBC, TV, their show called Click. They went to CitizenCon uh, last year and they interviewed people and they talked to them about how much money have you spent on this game? And it was just that typical man on the street kind of asking questions. The majority of the people said they spent less than $200 on the game. In other words, there are more people who are closer to this than the other one. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to spending money, what are the real motivations on you know this? Are people buying ships? Are they backing the dream? Are they caught up in the marketing? What What are your feelings about what motivates people? Because you know, every every time before when a sale's over, I'm not spending no more money. A sale comes around, I bought a so and so. You know, what's the deal with that, right? Uh, talk Talk to me about what or what are your motivations for why thing, you're Chris, buying stuff? Here's the thing I'm going to say. I I, I do a lot um, in in my world of the financial markets and uh and accounting and uh behavioral finance there's two things i think right there's two things is status and fomo right mm. status being the more money that i can spend on this game mm -hmm. the bigger status that i get you know there's going to be some recognition for how much money i put forth mm -hmm. to show that i'm a legatus pack owner right mm -hmm. if i have disposable cash to be able to do such a thing responsibly that is um then i'll do it Right now, some mm -hmm. people have done it in different kinds of manners, but you know, for by and large, if you have that kind of money, you're usually going to be a little bit responsible with it. Hopefully, right. cross your fingers. So it's it's status, right? Um, but <laughs> but and we could talk at length about this, but CAG has created the some FOMO around um, their ship offerings. Like you don't know when you don't buy a ship now if it's going to be a show up in the future or b if it does show up in the future be worth the same price it was that you had an opportunity to buy it at now mm. and so a lot of people and because of the strategy with lti and because of the strategy for acquiring status need to not miss out on buying the ships and so what you get when you get to this twenty-seven thousand dollar legatus pack level it's saying you know what i'm going to eliminate this as a piece of um I'm going to eliminate this as something that uh, is going to kind of plague me. I'm just going to, I'm going to, every time it comes, something comes out, I'm going to get it. 
I'm going to buy it. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep rolling on it. I know there's, you know, we've, we've seen the guys who are legatists once twice over, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's particularly insane to, to think about that. Um, But I think it's for people who want the status, who have FOMO, who on the third thing, want to support a project that they're very passionate about. A lot of people, if you look at the demographic of people who play this game, are people who have entered, uh, you, you think about people from, you know, mid thirties, early thirties, all the way up into, you know, early fifties. Right. And that mm-hmm. demographic is kind of dealing with, um, more disposable income perhaps, uh, compared to your, you know, your typical genre of, of PC gamers. Right. Right. Um, these, these are more, uh, individuals who have access to funds that could then relive or actually, um, have seen a project that they've dreamed about before that they can back and like the more money that pours into it, the more they could see that dream of living amongst the stars become a reality. Right. Mm, So they'll throw any kind of money towards Chris Roberts to say, if you're the guy who's pioneering this thing, I'm a hundred percent behind you. Mm. And I think that that's what this base is about. And that's why you get, uh, you know, kind of off topic. Like that's why you have such a fantastic community around this game because everybody kind of shares the same vision. This is a very niche game where uh, uh, a guy who's well-respected in this in this industry, in this niche has said, I'm going to push the envelope and give my community what we've been looking for for decades, right? Okay. So here we are. And and I think that's where, where we'll continue to be. Um, so without getting, you know, into should you spend this money, should you not spend this money, all the time I tell people is that, you know, this buying something shouldn't put you in a hard situation. Right. Um, but regardless of all of that, this is something that people, that people will spend this kind of money. If all, if the, if the opportunity is there. Now, Kimmy, when we showed this, you had this look on your face and I'm trying to figure out what look it was. I don't know if this was, Oh my God, really? Or you were saying, Oh my God, why are they showing my pack on the screen right now? I'm not sure which one that was. <laughs> so you have to kind of interpret that for us. Uh, what the deal is here. Wow. I, we, I, I mean, I what was your feelings? Go no, ahead, give I, us your I didn't realize the Legatus pack was that amount. Okay. I, I, no, but, really? But no, there's no judgment behind it, but right. I just, it, it shocked me. I, I did not know it was up there. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. <laughs> now, you, you to, thought it went up to Wing Command at 15000 and stopped, or? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he, I'm asking. No, no, you you no, know what it was? Fastcart, fast fast what it was, was he's like, I thought I got the highest pack. Wait a minute. Let me go get my money. That's what he was thinking. <laughs> that's, that's what was on his mind. He's like, I thought I had the highest one. Um, yeah. There is no judgment behind that. And, yeah. and we add it from a standpoint of this game is so unique. And there's, again, it goes to Seldon. Uh, Seldian uh, mentioned it's disposable cash to some people it's it's a hobby to some people and it goes back to the back of the day you, Griff you can attest to this it goes back in the day when it was all about that pride of building your PC and having that rig that was just like my pride and joy and it was all about building it and building it the way that you want it regardless if it was entry level uh, mid level or top of the line, you love that system. And so with that said, this game will, it it used to be a big thing about getting the game that would push that system. You will go into 
an electronics boutique, you walk into a software, et cetera, where you had all the software around and you had those guys who would say, what's the, what's the hottest game on the, on the market there? Give me, give me the hottest game that's out. Or you had the guy who would say, well, show me the popular game. And then they would immediately, they would turn it to the back and see what the requirements was. Mm -hmm. It was not a, it was not a, a dig at them. It was just, you knew where they were and what they wanted to play but there was those limitations and it, it's just like, it was a pride. It was a thing of just building your system and just saying, I'm going all out and okay. I'm going to do this. But the game star citizen offers something so unique. And by golly, if you're going to spend 27 grand on that and to say, Hey, it's, this is where I'm at. And mm -hmm. as Tiff 10th mentioned, it's a status thing. That dynamic is there. But by golly, CIG is going to make sure that that person who buys that, that Legatus package is going to have an incredible experience with that package. Perfect. They are going to go all out to say, you got your money's worth. And matter of fact, it was a hell of a deal. Matter of fact, I got, I stole, <laughs> this was a steal, see? <laughs> Fast card, we can say. Yeah, um, Colossalize, can you explain what's in there? Like, yeah, I, I just pulled it up. It's basically, it's, what? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The card. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's basically all the ships. It's LTI, obviously. And it's, you yeah. get all the, the goodies that came with, with the ships up to the point that were that that, that, that the Legata Pack filled, um, came out. Like, if you bought, if you have the uh, Flexor Edition uh, Cutlass Blue with the um, put, um, what is it called? The the the, the stick and everything in it. The 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 goddess pack has it. Mm -hmm. If you have something like the UE print coat, remember that the the, the, the goddess yeah. package has that. Mm -hmm. It's all the limited stuff and and uh, and, and, and ownership with, with, with LTI. And the other point I wanted to bring up is that this CID didn't make this package in a vacuum. It's because mm -hmm. they had a um, a demand for it mm -hmm. because a lot of people had all these ships, right? And they and and you know it was spread out all over the place and, and, and maybe maybe too, too confusing to keep track of. So they put they put everything in, in, in this package, and they, and people could just melt everything they had and just and, and, and make sense. Get the package back yep. and, and, and and have everything. Mm -hmm. So it, it wasn't like you know, CID made this and said. People will buy this. We'll force them to buy it. We hold a gun to your head. No, it's, it's the people who want to support the project who probably already had all the ships who didn't consolidate everything into one place. Yeah. yeah. I want to go back to a comment that Tim said earlier. You used the term, I think Kimmy did too, disposable income. You're talking about people who have the type of money that could buy this and, it, and, and they don't flinch. Um, sure, there's some trust fund babies and some other folks out there who might have that money that's their, their parents' money or whatever. But most people who are operating with that level of money to spend disposably are people who know how to manage money. They're also people that don't just knee-jerk react to spending that type of money. They could yes. be anything from people who are in finance, lawyers. I know people who have been investing in Bitcoin, very intelligent people who made a very clear-headed decision when they made purchases that were in ex excess of, let's say, $10,000 and up. I think that the misnomer is, and we were talking about this again from the click show, the misnomer is that people think that everybody who's in Star Citizen, by the way, there's over 2 million people who signed up for it, maybe let's just say 700,000 or 
I don't know, 800,000 of those people really have spent money on the game, not just signups, right? But I guarantee you the bulk of those people are not spending thousands of dollars to support Star Citizen. I know in we're in Test Squadron. And I know in Test, when we get people who come in and ask, which ship should I buy? What's the newest thing? What should I get? Most of the people who are in the Discord with us will tell us, don't spend money. We will tell exactly. people that. We will tell them there are people in this org who will let you fly ship. If you're interested in a ship, We'll let you fly it. Let's and, and if you like, and if you really like it, you know, we, we'll do everything we can not to necessarily tell them that old fogies. We know where everybody stands, and we'll all encourage each other because we know that they've thought about it. They're just not making some knee-jerk purchase. But when new people come in the game, we encourage them stay where you're at, stick around for a little while. If you want to fly something, let us know. We'll spawn it in the universe for you and let you go fly it as much as you want. Because there's that's one of the benefits of being in an org, and it doesn't have to be a big org. People in this community are very happy to share with people. But I think that we also tell people you don't, and Fastcard said it earlier, you don't have to buy anything. Nobody's making you open your wallet or go to your bank and say, hey, I would take the credit card out and spend money on it. Most of the people are pretty clear headed. Now, I will admit, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, can't wait till we do the luxury show, Tim Sigma, because we got to do a luxury oh, show yeah. one day. Oh, yeah. But I can, I will admit, the only <laughs> ship I bought out of strictly spontaneity was the 600i. I saw it. I didn't care what it did. I didn't care what the interior looked like. I said, I'm getting that ship. That's it the only scary. ship in my fleet that I did that. Everything else I thought about was career based. It was like, you know, if I get tired of this, I want to switch to do this or if I want to do this. Or I, can, I can see myself doing this with a couple of friends. That was my, my motivation. And not just that. It was about backing. The more each year went by. And the more I believed in the and saw the tech and saw the shows and saw where they were going, that gave me more confidence to like any other investor, like the people who just invested the extra 17 million. Right. As they see the progression, they say, OK, we got evidence enough that there's enough solidness here that I'm willing to back it a little bit more. You know, yep. So, yep. anyway, that's my speech on that. Anybody else got any thoughts about spending and, you know, any rules about spending? Do you have any rules yourself about well, spending? Kind of what you alluded to, Griff. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, when you add that human touch to it, and 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 it goes back to when you, you know, I had the, I had the opportunity to meet some of the devs and hear what they talked about, and knowing that this was their passion, and I mean, it was a they did you can't fake it, and right. they were straight up with you. They were they told you about. Well, this 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 process is a blessing and a curse in the sense that yeah, I, I love this. It's it's what I do. I love it. But at the same time, I, I got a wife, I got a family, they don't see me as much. That's the curse. But I love what mm -hmm. I do. And this is great for me. And 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 it gives you that human touch to it to say you you hear these stories you get in contact with all the community you see all everyone out all there the and you, see you realize this, wow this is money well spent this is so positive it's bringing together so many people on these different levels and this is worldwide when you look at bar citizens and you say you 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 change that perspective and say wow that person got the legatus package Keep, let's keep it going, baby. Let's keep it going. Let's keep <laughs> Good it on going. you. <laughs> because I, I, I enjoy being around you guys. I, I enjoy the enjoy interaction. I, I enjoy the development enjoy to see the them overcome these tech debts. It's like a reality show at some point. And the, the, the lore, David Haddock, and they're putting all this together and seeing it progress from where it was from 2012. I want to see it all the way through the end. And when that person drops in and say, I believe in this project, 
and I have this disposable cash, I'm dropping 27 grand, no mm. problem. And mm. let's keep it going. I'm like, okay. God bless you. Okay. Oh, seven. <laughs> All right. Well, we are winding down. We are really winding down tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we no, had a I'm really sorry, good conversation. No, 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 you did a great job. We, 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 we had a really great conversation with you guys tonight. We really appreciate all the comments and thoughts that you guys had. Uh, I do want to kind of let you guys know a couple things. First of all, again, thank you for the 50 viewers tonight. Thank oh you for the, the 154 sucks. followers. You oh guys, gosh, we had that scheduled out for the There's ending next week, and you guys have helped us hit that mark today. So thank you guys. For all those of you subscribe, this is our you thank you for the subscriptions. We picked up 13 subscriptions today, which is just simply wow. amazing. So we Astounding. really appreciate that. Um, we do want to give you guys a little bit of a heads up on next week's show, though. Next week's show is going to be a little bit different. We always tell you a little bit of a preview. Next week, we are going to be interviewing Chris Neal who is one of the writers with Massively Overpowered. For those of you guys who are definitely familiar with that online magazine, they review games. In particular, they've reviewed Star Citizen for quite a while. And oh, wow. the conversations that we're going to be having with them are based around what do game reviewers look for when they are looking to review a game. But we are also going to focus in on Star Citizen, a bit of their history and how they reviewed it and how they see it now. Like many of the uh, magazines and folks that were reviewing a few years back, there was a lot of negative feelings about Star Citizen. But they have, over the last few years, been changing their tune a little bit. Uh, Chris Neal just joined them in 2018, and he is kind of like their go-to Star Citizen guy. And so we're going to be asking him questions about Star Citizen, how he feels about it, and just in general, his feelings about the industry uh, in the sense of how they write about games and particularly how they write about Star Citizen. So we're going to give you guys a head up for next Sunday. So hopefully you guys can sit in on that. Uh, Fast Cart and I are going to be interviewing him only. We're not going to have four people on because we don't want to feel like he's being ganged up on. So just so you know, we're going to make it real comfortable for him to be able to come in, but also at the same time, ask him some really direct questions in relation to editorial writing and, and of course, reporting in the gaming industry. So that's about it. Uh, yes, no, no lynch mob stakes. No, 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 no lynch mob. Okay. No, he, oh, see, he, he brought up exactly what, 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 what I was gonna, what I was gonna say. You only watch, good and rock. We recommend and, 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 and all that. We mm -hmm. want people to be on the, to, to be the, the, the better selves mm -hmm. in, in this situation. Yeah. He, he's gonna be our guy. So yeah. we want to, to treat him well. So you know, there are some, there are some. Some articles who 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 are like um, negative on Star Citizen, but this is just one journalist, and he 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 he, he, he coming on to to be out there. So what we wanted to show him the, the better side of our community. Yep. So you know, please please you know. Be, 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 your better be nice be citizens better. is what he's saying <laughs> be nice citizens okay uh you guys got anything oh tell 10 sigma where can people find you uh you can find me i'm a little bit uh, on a hiatus from streaming right now but uh you can find me uh hanging out in my uh org vector 27 uh you can find us in star citizen uh google star citizen vector 27 that's our org come hang chill with us we do all the stuff in the verse that uh, we talked about today great group of people to play with a uh, very active community so that's where you can find me most days i'm uh, hanging out in that discord and and making it happen okay nice. kimmy kimmy how about you oh guys you can everyone you can find me on uh upstream in the evenings twitch tv uh kimmy 65 and uh for any notifications i'm live you can go to uh
Kimmy65 uh, at Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimmy65 WDP Fool on Twitter, and you'll get live notifications uh, when, I'm, when I go live on Twitch. Thank you. Fastcart. You find me on Twitter at fast underscore cart. I'm on Miss Hart's 80s show on the base radio on Tuesday evening. Uh, we have a burning question for Vampire the Masquerade with Shiver Bathory on, on his channel, Shiver underscore mm-hmm. Bathory. Uh, you can also find me on Fridays with Shiver Bathory. I, I better, I'm mostly in the chat at that time. And so, occasionally, I'm on the Pub, Remake, all of the things. So, basically, if you just want to follow me, just go on Twitter at fast underscore cart. Awesome. And, oh, uh, here. and here too. And here too. You're usually here. Um, I'm Griffin Gaming RPG. You can find me on Twitch at the same name. Uh, you can also go to my Twitter, Griffin Gaming RP. There's no G because they didn't let it go long enough on there. Griffin Gaming RP. And like Kimmy, uh, when I go live, it pops up on there. I'm just getting back to streaming. I streamed last night. I'm going to be streaming this week, hopefully during Invictus a little bit more. Um, so yeah. Follow us. Follow all these guys. They're wonderful people. And you all are wonderful. We really appreciate you guys being on with us tonight. Uh, we are going to raid our good friend, Thale Crow. Thale. Oh, yeah, we know Thale, animal. right, Tim? So we're going to hook him up. <laughs> you guys, make animal, sure you yeah. give a shout to Thale. Uh, he's just been freak- streaming a lot more frequently now. He's not working now. So give him some support. Give him some love. All right. And uh, Vector yeah. Vector 27 crew. Vector 27. Go. Yeah. <laughs> give him some Give him some love. And I got to get ready to go, Fast Car. Stop, 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 stop. What? What? <laughs> I'm getting ready to push my raid button. You always do this every week. What? What? Go what? ahead tell me. Oh, God, I just want to say, look, 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 look down at my toy and say, what? 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 You want a medic? Put yourself up your bootstraps. Wait a minute. I do have one more question. Oh, stop. Striker, thank you for signing up. I got a fast card. I got to ask you this. Dude, Striker. show us that bottle you're drinking out of. Are you drinking old, old homicide? What is that, that bottle you're tilting? <laughs> you were tilting some, some huge bottle. No, what is that it, bottle it, you're it, tilting, it, it, dude? It, it, your purple drink. Yeah, okay, drink. your purple drink. That's the like <laughs> that grandma used to say. That stuff out the steel. Holy smoke. All right, guys. Send some love over to the Fail Crow. Love, peace, and soul. We'll see you guys next time around. Drinking that cart fuel, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. just before I put any money into the cargo that I had. So I'm thinking I'm going to take the prospector out. Hey, ops, Chief. <laughs>